Good evening. Welcome to another edition of VP Live Talk Radio. And I think we have it working now. My guest is Flitzanu. Hi. I was actually just sitting here and uh, waiting for Flitzanu to get his Skype to work. And I was listening to some... Can you hear that? I can. Oh, you can hear that. Okay. Yes. Um, I guess before we get into everything I want to talk about, we have to talk about this. My chance to go watch Made in China. We play ping pong ball Made in China. Get bitch metal says ping Made in China. It had brother black car Made in China. Everything's made in China. Everything. <laughs> Everything's made in China. Everything you can think of. So they, <laughs> so they did these tariffs. Okay, you saw this, right, Flitzanu? So now. Yes. There, there's going to be it's it's interesting. So there's going to be a 25% tariff put on e-cigarettes. But I guess they're talking about um I don't know if they're talking about kits or if they're talking about mods because there's a whole nother one coming up for their third round of tariffs that include tanks and coils and all the uh accessories and stuff putting a tariff on them. So Right. I'm assuming what they mean is like whole kits like kits or I, I don't know they don't even know what the fuck it means all i know is there's a 25 percent tariff on uh shit coming in from china e-cigarettes e-cigarette mods and e-cigarette kits and yes that's not good <laughs> that's all i know that's not good that's bad um it's going to be passed on i mean everybody's at the end of the day everybody's going to take a little hit you know the wholesaler the distro the customer the store everybody's gonna have to take a little bit a little bit's going to be added it's definitely going to raise the cost. And see, here's the fucked up thing. So, and correct me if I'm wrong, Flitzano, because I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. But as far as I know, Trump wants is doing this with these tariffs because he's trying to encourage, for example, here's what he's trying to do. He's trying to say, okay, e-cigarette people, I'm putting this 25% tariff on your stuff coming from China. So you know what your best bet is? Your best bet is to just start making factories here and making them here. That way, you don't have to pay the fucking tariff. You're bringing jobs back to America, blah, 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 this and that and the other, right? I understand. Right. Right, that's what he's trying to do. I get it. I understand what he's trying to do. Here's the problem. Even if we were able to make these products as cheap as China did and we're able to do that here, we're not legally allowed because the FDA says we can't come out with anything new. We, it's impossible. That's a good point. We have, that's we have a to, really good point. Yeah, we have to file for a PMTA and the FDA has to say yes and, and, and put that PMTA through before we could even start business. So we can't do that. Even if we wanted to, the FDA is not allowing us to. So how fucking stupid is that? And, you know, I would think that that all these the media, the anti-Trump media, I would think that they would have jumped on that like, wow, they will jump on anything to make him look stupid. So, like, how does that not make him look stupid? Well, here's what his stupid tariff's doing. Like, the industry can't even uh, manufacture here because his own fucking FDA won't let him. But yet he's right. putting these tariffs on him. You think they would jump? Well, of course, no, no media is jumping on that. They should, but they're not going to. And they're not going to because it would be a pro thing for vaping and e-cigarettes. And God forbid they say anything nice about vaping or e-cigarettes. What a right. crazy place we live in. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a I hadn't even thought about that. That that's uh I mean because <clears throat> when I was I was looking at it earlier and I mean it seems like you know we're you know, we're collateral damage. You know, like I don't I don't think anyone was intentionally 
setting out to, uh, you know, to set up tariffs against vaping, you know, like, I mean, I, I in my thoughts, I mean, it, it, it's against everything else. I mean, of course, vaping comes from China and that's just kind of how it goes. But, you know, in my mind, I don't know, like it, I'm guessing we are probably the last thing on their mind when the tariffs were coming about. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but I, listen, but it's still a very, it's still a valid point that, you know, if they want it, they want to bring it home, but now the government will let us. If, like, if Latanya is absolutely correct, I don't believe for a second Donald Trump, if you said anything to him about this, he would be like, what the fuck are they talking about? He has, he has no idea. Right. He has no clue. He does, What I just said, he doesn't know. Trust me. I know he doesn't know. Um, so, you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. But it's just so it's so crazy, though. It's really fucking it's really nutty to me. I mean, there's been some nutty things happening. And, you know, you can you can hate the guy if you want. But the craziest thing is, is this media is just, you know, hate, hate, hate. They're reporting everything bad, 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 bad. They're not pointing out anything good that he's done at all. They refuse to. But right. I think that the, the general a lot of people especially Trump supporters and Republicans, they see this and, and they know the good, the, the, the good. He has done some good things. You can't fucking back. He's done some good stuff. I mean, he has. Yeah. And he's certainly been very kind to us. Got to give him that. On this tariff thing, he may have fucked up, but he doesn't know. But in general, he's been very kind to us. Look who he gave us at the FDA. Look what the FDA is doing. The FDA is getting more and more positive with e-cigarettes. They are more and more putting out there. They're saying, listen, this is a harm reduction product. And if this is going to get people off cigarettes and we know how, how bad cigarettes are, then God damn it, we got to embrace it. They're getting there. They're getting close. They're just moving slowly. It's tough because they have so much resistance. They have billions of dollars against that idea. And all yeah. these anti-groups and everything and, and an these companies that are anti, it's a whole thing. So it's not easy for them. But they're slowly trucking on, you know, even alluding to the fact that they're going to make the PMTA process easier now. But I'm telling you, they're going to make things as easy as they possibly can. They're just gathering up data. They just want to understand this. And they get, Gottlieb gets this is a harm reduction product. He gets it. He gets it. And if this is going to get people off cigarettes and we keep it and we embrace it, he gets all that. Just... Give some time. Give it a little bit of time. Just, just <laughs> let them let them do their thing. Everybody's getting a little bit anxious. And uh, I still see a lot of posts on Facebook about the FDA is trying to kill vaping. No, they're not, you stupid. No, they're not. <laughs> I hate when I see that because it's just not true. I mean, it's crazy. Oh, my goodness. It, it fires me up. Anyway, I want to get to the things I want to talk about tonight. I wasn't going to talk about that. There's some very good things. So. Number one, Flitzano. One thing I want to talk. This is the first thing I want to talk about because that's such an impression on me. Do you know who Scott Storch is? Um, it that doesn't sound familiar. Doesn't sound familiar. Okay, interesting. That is very interesting. I'll Scott tell you, Storch. Scott Storch. Scott Storch created and produced some of the most memorable songs in history. Um, he was a music producer and a songwriter. He, uh, his, uh, he's worked with everybody from 50 Cent, Christina Aguilera, Beyonce, Dr. Dre, uh, 50 oh, okay, Cent. Okay. He has worked with the biggest artist, be, biggest artist in the world. Pretty much any hip-hop or dance song you heard in the 2000s, some, some say 2000 to 2007 or 2008, he wrote or produced. That's okay. simple. He was the hottest producer out there so now there's this documentary that they came out with it's called 
Still, or it's still, uh, yeah, still storage is what it's called. Still storage. Unfortunately, it's only 20 minutes long. Unfortunately, I wish they went on and on. There's so many more questions. What? So, just so you understand, he was a huge, huge music producer, made over a hundred million dollars doing this, and lost it all. Lost oh, it wow. all. Lost. Uh, he got hooked on coke. Yeah, and uh, coke's a strong motherfucking drug. I tell you what, uh, cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah, it's a hell of a drug. It, <laughs> it took his hundred million dollars, but this guy worked with with some of the greatest. So it's this twenty minute documentary with him. It is extremely fascinating. I'm just going to give you a few pieces of it. I'm going to give you a little teaser so you go like, oh, shit, I got to go watch this thing. Because it's really well Vivo made it. It's very well put together. You wish it was longer. I'd love to hear more stories. I'd love to, I'd love to hear him get into how it happened, how he went from $100 million. I mean, he just briefly says it, but like how? You know, I want to get into... The time when, you know, went from 100 to 50 to 40 to 20 million. You know, the times where he was like low and like, what was he still doing? And like, how much of that went to Coke? How much of that went to cars? How much of that went to, you know, I'm going to play a clip in one part where he says, I lived a billionaire lifestyle, but I was only a millionaire. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's true. And, and I see it with some of these vape guys. I see some of these e-liquid company guys. They're buying McLarens, Ferraris, Lamborghinis. They are living a billionaire lifestyle and they're millionaires. And right. you can't do that. That doesn't work forever. And eventually you're not going to be able to afford it and you're fucked. Um, yeah. And you know, you don't, you don't have cars like this unless you got a billion plus dollars in the bank. You just don't. It's, and if you do, right. you're a fucking moron. I mean, it's it's it really. I mean, well, I'll, I'll take that back. If you amass a few million dollars and you want to buy like one car like that, and you're always okay, fine, you know. But the, I, they're not. They're buying one after the other. They're getting five, ten, twenty cars. It's fucking stupid. That's living like a billionaire, and that's gonna catch up with you. And it's just a waste of fucking money. And I see e-liquid company owners doing that. It's fucking dumb. But anyway, so you know, like I was saying. He wrote some of the greatest, greatest songs in history. I'm just going to play a few clips from this documentary because it's wonderful. you got, you got to watch it, uh, Flitzano. I'm telling you, you'd find it enjoyable. It's really, really uh, put well put together. Um, I've, you know, I've been producing things. I've been producing songs for this show for uh, forever. So Scott Storch talks about like how his process works. So here's how I, I got an example of how my process works when I'm producing songs for the show. All right. So, for example... I had Cisco on this. I just found this was like a year two, probably two years ago. I had Cisco on one time. I don't know what it was for, but he said this while he was on. Vomit or shit in your seat. Here we go. Vomit or shit in your seat. You hear that? <laughs> Vomit yeah. or shit in your seat. Now, I don't know what he was talking about, but I heard that. And then my mind starts going off. Even like right after I hear it, he's still talking about it in the air. My mind starts going off and things start going through my head. Because it's it sounds like vomit or shit in your seat. It's got a beat to it, right? <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Beat? It's got a cadence yeah. to it. Yeah. So I go, shit, it's, it's got a beat. It's got so then I start mixing things up in my head, and then this is what I come up with. This is what's going through my head. Vomit or shit in your seat. Vomit or shit in your seat. See, it's perfect. Vomit or shit in your seat. That's really no Vomit or shit in your seat. <laughs> that's a radio track right there. <laughs> you see, so that's what happens to me. Um, no, I. <laughs> 
Listen, I've loved, I've been messing around with music for years. You know, guitar, before I get into Scott Storch, Guitar Center is like doing very bad financially. I've heard that. Yes, yeah. they're not. They're not doing well at all. They're probably. I'd say within the next year, they're probably going to close down Guitar Center. Now they're saying the reason is, is essentially rock and roll is dead. Uh, what yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I, I don't buy that. Uh, well, let me explain, and let me explain <laughs> what they mean by rock and roll is dead. Now, this is very true. Back in the day, when I was 15, 16 years old, right, I went and I got a guitar. Uh, I we had a drum set. We had a sound or a fucking PA like thing hooked up to our drum set. We had our friends had bass guitars. We, you would, all your friends and you would go out and buy instruments and start bands. And you play in the garage, you play in the basement, wherever the fuck you played. You all went out. You, we all saw the concerts. Like you go to an Iron Maiden concert, be like, you know, fuck yeah. Or go to a Slayer concert, be like, hell yeah. You get all fired up and you want to create music. And then you go all go out and buy instruments. We had music. There were music stores everywhere. There was a lot of music stores. You had Sam Ash. You had all kinds of music stores. It was just a a, a big thing. Um, people bought instruments and started bands and created music. Now, what's happened throughout the years is that doesn't happen anymore. And I'll give you an example, Flitzanu. I have a guitar, right? So, I've been messing around with creating music lately. I want to get back into making music. So yeah. I, I have a piece of software called FL Studio. Now, FL Studio has thousands of instruments on it. I have pianos, bass, uh, dr- bass guitars, drums, keyboards. I have everything. So I use, and I have a MIDI. So now I can use my MIDI, and I can uh, do all this stuff on my FL Studio and create all the instruments, and then I have my guitar hooked up to all of it. So I can, the only thing that's being played is, is uh, from the instrument is me and my guitar. All the rest of the instruments are coming from me doing it on a MIDI. All digital now. Right. It's all digital. I could create anything with this software and this MIDI, any type of music, any type of song, rock, hip-hop, whatever the fuck you want. That's what's happening now. People aren't going out and buying instruments and getting together in a garage and jamming out, and that's just not happening. That's what they mean by it's dead. And I, they're right. They're yeah, absolutely I can, right. I can see that. Yeah, so... You know, with with that being said, people just started going out and buying it. If anything, people are trying to sell guitars. They're not buying guitars at this point. So they're hurting. And, you know, it's true. The, the, the traditional music store is going to go away. I mean, the biggest thing that's happened is uh, Toy Store went away. Toys R Us is gone. Toys R Us is gone. You don't understand. My, my daughter still says, I want fucking Toys R Us. She wants to go to Toys She doesn't understand it's gone. She's two years old. She wants to go to fucking Toys R Us. She don't right. get it. And now, luckily, we have a toy store in the town next to us. It's not like Toys R Us. You know, it's like it's like those those different, you know, they have it's it's the toys. How do you explain it? It's not like Toys R Us toys. You know, it's fucking like the wood train sets and the, more of the educational type toys and, you know, all that shit. Right. Um, if she wants the toys that she got at Toys R Us, you have to sit down and take her to Target or to Walmart or something like that. I mean, it's just it's gone. And the Internet and digital media, the Internet killed toy stores. And they're killing more and more industries, even when it comes to instruments. You know, and if, I, if I'm looking, uh, looking at guitars or whatever or anything, I look online. It's just cheaper. Right. It's just that simple. I did buy my guitar years ago at Guitar Center. I mean, because I play left-handed and it's hard to find one. But it doesn't matter. It's just, yeah, it's crazy that they're going out of business. But anyway, so back to Scott Storch. So... Scott Storch was this amazing producer. They put on this documentary. 
Here's a few clips. You can hear this shit, right? Did I ask you that already? Yeah. Okay, I just yes. want to make sure, because none of my guests could hear anything the past two or three times I did shows. And huh. if you want to call in, it's 347-712-3737, but nobody calls in, because usually they're too scared to call in, which I don't <laughs> understand why. But anyway, here's the first clip from the Scott Storch documentary. There was a drum track that Dre programmed, and he like walked off into um, a sandwich or something in the kitchen. And while I, the beat was still playing, I just jumped on the piano, and he poked his head back in the door and said, save that. The beauty of that song is it's the simplicity and then just playing it slightly off instead of being. I mean, the guy, it, that, how memorable is that song? That's one of the biggest songs Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, I, I actually know that song. Yeah, he wrote that song. You're going to know all these songs. Here, here's clip two. I went to this space upstairs in the normal place where we record all the root stuff in Philadelphia. And um, Questlove came up to my studio and he heard this music that I was making with Joe Scott. He said, we have to have this for the album. This is crazy. And the song was You Got Me. One of the biggest songs ever. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he wrote all these fucking songs. It's a, he goes through like all these songs. You're amazed. Like you don't you don't believe it. Here is clip three. Hang on. He's worked with artists from Beyonce, Facho, Christina Aguilera, and the list goes on and on. His name, Scott Storch. He wrote this song, Chris Brown's biggest song ever. How big was this song? He wrote this song. Was that before Chris Brown was beating women? Yes. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's nah. It's not really like it's, it's like a multi-part thing. Cry Me a River, he wrote this song. Real simple. Yes, that was before Chris Brown was, <laughs> was beating women. You know what's funny about that, though, is he explains in the documentary, the only person that actually stuck by his side through his downfall and everything was Chris Brown. No, huh. he, he'll explain in a second. Nobody else. I mean, that's the only person that actually stuck by him through everything, didn't write him off. I mean, he fell like, I mean, imagine amassing this amount of money and, and fame and all the, the house, everything, and just to, to lose that all. I mean, he wrote, he wrote this. Hang on. Is this the, uh, yeah. This is Beyonce, me, myself, and I. He wrote this song. 
one of her biggest songs. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. So he had all these people that he wrote all these songs for. And, uh, you know, they made, God, not only did it make their careers, they made tens of millions of dollars off these songs. So, right. you know, he starts explaining in the documentary, like, what happened, what went wrong. When you get into that groove, you know, you have obviously an edge just having your signature on the record. I amassed a wealth of, you know, close to $100 million, and I dropped the ball. After uh, snorting like a couple of lines of cocaine, it seemed like a good idea to have a tractor trailer show up with four or five cars, new ones, every couple weeks. I was just flying around on private jets from flights that cost 100,000 to 200,000 each way to Europe. There was just no going through commercial airlines. You know, I was playing a role maybe and trying to be the king and live a billionaire's life as a millionaire. And, you know, it's dangerous stuff. I mean, that's crazy. So then, like, it's so such a great documentary. So then, you know, pretty much towards the end, this is pretty much what he says. This is where he talks about, you know, like, like nobody helped him. What was the low, so the low? Waking up with no drugs or money or electricity in a, you know, $10 million house. Listen, people have their bottoms. I shot through the bottom and went all, like, you know, 100,000 leaps beyond the sea, like, bottom, like, really bad. Especially from, the, you know, the crest that I had reached. Um, I don't know many that could survive even emotionally, mentally, through what I went through. I feel kind of a little sad in the fact that I had a lot of people that I made very wealthy. I had a lot of people that I made a lot of hit records for it. And when people were like pointing the finger like, wow, he really is fucked up right now. I think those people should have been calling me and saying, hey, how can I help you? Like, what can we do to make you better? Like, can I help you clean yourself up? And they just turned their backs on me. Isn't that amazing? They just turned his backs on him. I mean, that, that's so sad. And so he was gone for like almost a decade. Like he had to get off drugs. He, I, I think he had tax problems and I don't, all kinds of crazy shit happen. So then uh, this woman he met in Miami said, you need to leave here. And she took him to L.A. And uh, he smokes a lot of weed. He makes that very apparent in the documentary. I think that's like his, his thing that keeps him away from drugs and everything else. Listen, that's fine. Let the guy smoke right. all the weed he wants. So uh, um, she took him to L.A. and he's starting to work again. He's now starting to work with, uh, you know, some of the hottest rap guys. And he's getting his life back together, you know, and getting it going again. But that's so sad. I mean, all these people, he's right. He had Beyonce and Jay-Z and all these big, Christina Aguilar, all these huge stars that worked with him. And they saw what was going on. They couldn't say, hey, man, you know, what are you doing? I mean, offer the guy some help. He made these songs that made them tens of, some of those people, he made songs that, that those songs made them famous. Right, you know? right. <laughs> no one went to the guy and said, hey, man, you're falling apart. You need some help or you need a rehab or, you know, something, nothing. They just let him blow it all and just completely fall apart 
And like he said, you know, he's left in a he he's left in in a ten million dollar house with no electricity because he didn't pay the bill. He has no money. He has no drugs left. It's all over. Can you imagine having nothing and you're laying in a ten million dollar house? Yeah, yeah, that's it. You're fucked. I mean, that's that's crazy. And nobody, none of them. That's so fucking unbelievable. And 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 it's such a well put together documentary. I hope all those people seen. Wow, wow, we're fucking scumbags. We really are. We're fucking scumbags. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, hopefully somebody watches it and they're like, yeah, well, we suck as people, don't we? Oh, We're terrible friends. <laughs> it was it was so good. You know, you got it's it's on YouTube, still storage. You got to watch it. Take 20 minutes out of your life and watch. It's very fascinating. You know, I, I especially find people fascinating that had such a mass amount of, of wealth and are that talent. He's a talented guy. Um, when you see him throughout the documentary play play piano. You're like, oh, my God, he's a very talented guy. Um, and he just. Got fucked up. He lost it, you know. That's that Coke, man. That fucking Coke is dangerous shit. Um, it's like MC Hammer. I the la- the last time I <laughs> used yeah <laughs> the last time yeah MC Hammer got fucked up too. The last time I used Coke, I was twenty three, maybe twenty four. I was yeah. twenty three or twenty four, and my friends and I, you know, I wasn't as bad as some of my friends. It, we were like. You know, the weekend, we'd work throughout the week, and then the weekend came, and we had Coke, and we were fucking up all weekend, drinking and snorting, and it started getting a little bit bad, because I remember, like, thinking to myself, God, I've been up for three days, we just keep on buying Coke, and this isn't good, (laughs) this could get bad, and I went to a motel uh, to go pick some up, and uh, the guy asked me, he goes, you want a line before you leave, and I was like, yeah, sure, so I took a line before I left. And I walked out to the parking lot to go to my car, and I fell over. My heart was beating so fast that I thought it was going to just come out of my chest. And I was having, I was, I couldn't breathe. I was having a hard time breathing. And I was laying there, and all I could think to myself is, you got to be fucking kidding me. That right. my, my mother and father, more than anything, wouldn't be shocked for the least, least bit if they found Kevin dead in a dingy motel parking lot off the Berlin Turnpike from a cocaine overdose, they wouldn't be yeah. surprised at all. They'd say, yeah, we figured that. And that's for some reason, that's what was going through my head. And by some miracle, I was able to get it together and start being able to breathe again. And my heart calmed down enough to where I could get in my car and get the fuck out of there. And uh, I never did it again after that. Never. I never touched it again. That fucking scared the shit out of me. And I was like, I'm never doing that shit again. Um, it's frightening shit, you know? Yeah, <laughs> it's, and, it's crazy. And, and I hear these people, you know, these heroin addicts, and they go and they overdose, and they run and do it again. That's nuts to me. It's like, you dying isn't enough. That was enough for me. Uh, yeah. You know, like, and, that's not a wake-up call enough. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, I still have – I had somebody just as recent as Foxwoods, the event this uh, few months ago in Foxwoods. Uh, they're like, hey, dude, let's, let's – you know, offered me a line. I'm like, no, yeah, fuck that. I, you know, <laughs> I don't want anything to do with that. That that was uh, enough for me. So, uh, yeah, but that cocaine though is dangerous. Oh my god, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's it's bad. So bad for Scott Storage. We threw a hundred million bucks, but it's it's nice to see he's coming back, and it's nice to see it didn't destroy him. And it, and it must and it's hard for him to come back. I mean, that's very embarrassing. You know, he did some embarrassing shit, and he's got to come back in this industry. And I'm sure a lot of people look down on him. And yeah. he's you know he's just got to start all over. And but he is though, and uh, that's the, it's just a good documentary. And I hope they do more with the guy. Very very interesting. So 
With that being said, I got I, I tell Jamie I'm not going to do a long show and then I have all this shit. I end up doing a fucking <laughs> long show. I got I got to talk about this. So the next thing, very interesting. I got to bring this up. Uh, they were talking about 3D printed guns. Now, yeah, I heard about. I looked, I looked into it. Yeah. Yes. And well, it's interesting. <laughs> so I so okay. Number one, 3D printed guns. I'm just going to bring this article up because it's very interesting. L.A. Times did an article about it uh, uh, earlier today. So when I first heard about this, all because uh, all the media put out to me, because I am clueless to any of this. So I'm a great example of what happened. So I see on the media that uh, some guy is trying to get, um, he has plans where you can make a gun on a 3D printer. And he's trying yeah. to get these plans put on the Internet. So that, uh, you know, people can see these plans and how to make a 3D gun with a, you know, how to make a gun with a 3D printer. And, right. you know, the thing that's bad about this is, is, you know, there's no IDs on them. You know, it's a, so I see this and I'm thinking, here's my first two thoughts. My first two thoughts are, number one, it's already on the Internet. There's no way it, whatever these plans are, are not already on the Internet. I'm sure it's already been there and probably been there for a very long time. The media just takes forever to find out or so whatever. It's, it's probably been there forever. That's my first thought. And then my second thought is, is holy fuck, that's pretty scary. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. Let me tell you something. If they want to accomplish something in the hood, they'll get it done. When I was in my 20s, speaking of all the cocaine stuff I was talking about before, I knew a lot of cocaine dealers, a lot of these guys that were inner city guys. They were from the ghetto, and they started these big cocaine empires. And let me tell you something. They're not stupid. They're smart. And they had a lot of fucking money. And if, if, there, if, if there's not dumb people there, and if there is a way, and I know they're saying that, you know, it would probably be very expensive to do this, but I'll tell you something, they'll get the money. And they'll buy whatever printer they have to fucking buy if they can print out fucking 3D printed guns. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, they're going to be these 3D printed gun uh, uh, places all over the place, all over every fucking uh, hood in America. They're going to be producing these 3D guns, and then everybody's going to have these 3D guns. Holy shit, they're going to start killing people. and threat. Oh, my God, it's, it's scary shit to think, right? Like, oh, my God, this could be bad. That's what's going to my head. Sky's this, falling. Yeah, yeah sky's falling, yeah. world's ending. This could be really bad. Like, oh, no. So that his <laughs> thoughts going through my head. Um, but then, you know, you start to research it and you actually learn the truth, you know, the, 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 the reality of it. So I read this article today called the boring truth about 3d printing guns. But before I get to that, I want to know what Flitzanu got from it because he did the same thing. He researched it as well. So what have you gotten from 3d printing guns? So, um, yeah, cause I had to, you know, I, I started seeing it on the news, um, the most that I watch of the news is approximately eight or nine minutes in the morning whenever I wake up right. and I'm I'm sitting there trying to convince myself that it's a good idea to to go to work. Right. So um, I you know, I see them mention it like, oh, yeah, this the, the 3D printed guns is blah, blah, blah. It's terrible. And they're trying to stop them and whatever. So um, and then you mentioned it. <clears throat> and so I got to looking into it. Um, so. First off, like you were saying about getting a 3D printer, because 3D printers are not cheap. Right. I think the prices have gone down. And I mean, I think they're affordable, you know, but they're by no means cheap. No. And then the uh, the materials for them, of course, like that's another expense that you'd have to look into. So the practicality part of my brain is thinking, OK, it's probably cheaper to go buy a gun for one hundred dollars than it is to buy a 3D printer 
and print a gun. Sure. And um, and then on top of that, you could buy a gun illegally. Like you don't even have to go buy a real gun. You could, I mean, a, a registered gun. You could go buy a gun from Johnny down the street and file off the serial number, and then it's just as unregistered as a 3D printed gun. Um, True. The other thing, thinking about the high temperatures that are going to be going through a plastic gun, <laughs> uh, because they don't make plastic guns. You know, like right. it, there's a reason that guns are made out of metal because they're going to melt. So that was the other thing that I found out is that 3D printed guns don't last very long. Right. They last a couple of shots and then they're and then probably going to be done. Right. And, yeah. Because you still have to use on, metal bullets in them. So, yeah, they were saying yeah. that, that it's you could use it once or twice and that's it. Yeah. And then on top of that, you also still have to have very specific metal parts. Uh, like I think the firing pin or something has to be metal. And it seemed like there was another piece that uh, that has to be metal because it then um, I mean, it's something to do with if you were to carry it as a, you know, as an actual gun, like there are certain laws and whatever in place. Now, of course, if you're a criminal, none of that matters. If you're an up and up citizen that you just want to experiment with gunsmithy and you want to build a plastic gun, then there are certain metal parts that you have to have. Uh, in order, you know, for it not to be some illegal contraband or whatever. And uh, so it seems like there's a lot of pitfalls with the whole thing. Um, and it's not just go get a 3D printer, print a gun, make millions of dollars and kill millions of people. So uh, that's correct. Uh, and it's also been on the market, apparently, from what I from something I saw, just like you were saying, I think it's been around since like 2011. Um, yes, I don't think, I don't think it's, it's not that it's brand new. It's no. just that this particular person has wanted to make his, uh, his, I don't know if it's copyrighted. I don't know if it, he, I guess he has some type of, you know, trademark something or other on this particular design that he's releasing. But, but apparently there are countless other designs that one could find on the internet well, and print one. Well, here's what he wants. Here's what he wants to do. What he wants to do is, uh, um, for example, you were talking about, uh, I was talking about before with, uh, it's, it being online or, or like it's been around forever. The other says, let's start with the word now from skimming news stories. You think the state department settlement had suddenly made available these digital source files. Actually, they have been illegally obtainable on the open web for years via the internet archive and in other digital media like USB drives and DVDs. All the settlements did was allow defense. Okay. So, and, and even before this order was brought down. Like a hundred thousand people are already uh, were able to download it. He want yeah. his company is Defense Distributed. He wants to be able to host the files on his own website. That's all he's trying to do. He wants to host oh, the files okay. on defensedistributed.com, which is his website. And they're saying no, it's already out there. So it's it's been out there for a long time. They make another very good point. It has long been the case that anyone can drop $25 at Home Depot and pick up enough parts to fabricate a perfectly legal, serviceable shotgun. You can go online and yeah. you can find, uh, and I've looked, you can find directions on how to go to Home Depot. He's right, how to go to Home Depot, spend about $25, $30, bucks, and you can make a shotgun at your house. Yeah, kind of like so, a potato launcher or yes. whatever, like potato gun thing, yeah. whatever they call them. Yeah. Right. Get some probably black powder and some type of tube. And some type of firing mechanism, <laughs> and right. there you go. 
And then they pour it out, and you have the same thing. You know, you can only shoot the thing once, maybe twice. You have metal going through it. It's just going to melt the plastic. Um, you know, and just pretty much the article is really about how the media is just blown up this, oh, my God, we got to watch out for these pla- these 3D guns. Holy shit. And it's just absolutely ridiculous. Because honestly, yeah. anybody can go on the line and they can have been able to go online for years and they can make a gun. And they do do that. If you watch the LAPD sometimes, watch some of the fucking, or, or, uh, what is it? Not LA, what is, oh, what is it? Live PD. Live PD. They've watched that fucking live PD. Some of the weapons that they confiscated are like homemade shit. They're homemade shotguns. Right. That they went Home Depot and bought fucking parts. So, I mean, the media. Obviously overblown this. I have no fear about 3D guns anymore and everybody having a plastic gun and they're going to shoot everybody and throw them out in the trash. and It's going to be anarchy. And oh, my God, um, <laughs> I came to my senses. I did some research and it's all horseshit. It's just a shame that our mainstream media does that and and causes a scare like that. I mean, they should be held criminally responsible sometimes for some of the, the fear and, and bullshit they put out there. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, and it, what, it's funny that you mentioned that. I mean, because that's literally, you know, and again, I'm not supporting, defending, uh, exonerating anything of the president. However, exactly what you said about the news, that's that's the thing. That's what I mean, you know, about him, about other things. Um, I mean, the, and I guess that's kind of the job of the news is like that's how they make money and ratings is they blow everything out of proportion but it's it's like what how how do we ever start trusting a news source if that's all they do is blow something out of proportion to where you can't like to the point that you can't even find the facts about the situation it's insanity and and the, you know yeah. they're they're causing havoc and chaos i know it, it gets people it bleeds it leads i get it you know it gets people to watch um and and the, the, the crazy thing is ever since – for people that listen outside the United States, I want you to understand what's happening with all the media here. It's not just the media. It's the late-night talk show host. It's all the talk shows, everything, everybody. They're going crazy. They are making people nuts about this Donald Trump being president. They right. are any little teeny tiny bad thing that exists regarding him they report on. They never say anything good about him ever. Um, yeah, it's 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 so when he's screaming, you know, the media, it's a witch hunt, blah, blah, blah. He's not far off. He's he's they know, they're definitely they're definitely targeting him and they want everybody to believe that this is the 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 most outrageous moron in the fucking planet. And the but but you have a problem, too, though. Donald Trump gives them ammunition sometimes. And I'll give you an example. Here's something he said. Uh, I think it was last week he said this. We believe that only American citizens should vote in American elections. Which is why the time has come for voter ID, like everything else. Voter ID. You know, if you go out and you want to buy groceries, you need a picture on a card. You need ID. You go out and you want to buy anything, you need ID and you need your picture. In this country, the only time you don't need it, in many cases, is when you want to vote for a president, when you want to vote for a senator, when you want to vote for a governor or a congressman. It's 
crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and what? Okay, so what's funny? <clears throat> because you mentioned that in uh, in your original post about needing an ID to buy groceries, <laughs> yeah. and so I had to look it up because I wasn't really sure what you're talking about. And so this again harkens back to what you just said about the news. That when I tried to Google that, all I got was like. 15 pages of oh my god fucking donald trump is an idiot he yeah. said you gotta have an id <laughs> to buy groceries and i'm like no no no. what the fuck was he talking about yeah. i don't care that he made you know a faux pas and he said something dumb <laughs> what was he talking about and none of them mentioned anything about what he was talking about they right. just wanted to point out how stupid he was for saying you know how untouched or uh, out out of touch he is, you know, that he's, he doesn't even go to well, grocery stores. Yeah. He has no idea. And, 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 like, well, then what was he, what was he talking about? Uh, they and, don't talk about Yeah. That. And that's the crazy thing. And what he was talking about, actually, he's right. We do have a problem when it comes to voting. I mean, our, our vote, we live in fucking 2018. So everybody can yeah. understand outside the United States when we go vote, like we go to like our local school, right? Our elementary school or the high school. And they have these yeah. old ladies and old men sit there and you walk in and they hand you a piece of paper and they hand you a pencil like it's fucking 1970. And you go into a little fucking booth and you have to check the things off or fill in the things. It's like it's 1975 in there. Yeah. How the fuck are we still voting like that? That's crazy. With everything, with com we have things called computers now and technology. I mean, we can make it where we fucking walk in and literally uh, we type in our name and it brings up everything and we tap on shit or, or we could do it from ourselves. Why can't we do it from our cell phones? Why can't we have an app where we can go on that's run by the state or the government, whatever, and we fucking go on and we vote from our, our cell phones? Why is this yeah. not happening? Why are we still in this archaic way of voting? He's, he's Did I... I don't know if I told you about this. Like whenever I went to the UK, this is kind of a, a, a kind of a side point, but an idea of, of technology that yes. whenever I was in the airport in uh, in Heathrow Airport um, compared to our airports, this was it was just it, it was mind blowing that you first get to the airport, you go through your very first check in, you know, you show them your your passport, your ID um, and you scan your fingerprint. And then you look up, they have a camera pointing down at the counter. You look up at the camera, it flashes a light to show that it took your picture. Then every other checkpoint, like the four or five other checkpoints I went through, same thing. You walk up, you put your fingerprint on the sensor, you look at the camera, and it matches your face to the picture it took of you to make sure that you're that same person. Right. And... And the only time you pull out your ID is when you first get there and show an actual person that they look at all your documentation, and everything. And then the rest of everything else is all digital. And it, it was amazing. Like, why don't we do that? Why right. don't we have that? Right. <laughs> like, exactly. it's, it's just like you were saying, we have the technology to do these things. We have facial recognition on our phone. Yep. And they don't use that in high security areas like Things like that where it, it, you know, they're very, very strict about, you know, being a person being who they are. Right. And there are so many other measures that they could do that. And then voting does seem to be one of those things that it's like the last time I remember voting, which had been years ago, um, that you walk in and there's like a piece of paper with a thousand names on it. And you're like, oh, yep, that's me. And you mark your name off and you go vote. Yeah, that's it. It's absurd. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So he was making a very good point. He just said something stupid. <laughs> you know? yeah. and, and, uh, and in all defense, okay, because I go to New York many, many times. Um, when you live in New York City 
especially if you have the kind of money that he has, you probably don't go to the grocery store. You don't need to go to the grocery store. You can eat at the greatest restaurants all the time, every time. There's no need to. Um, you know, maybe he's never at a grocery store. Who, who knows? It was a silly comment. Right. But they just went nuts about <laughs> him saying yeah. that we need an ID to go grocery shopping. I thought it was hilarious. But, uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable to me. So, yeah, we don't have to worry about 3D guns. Uh, Donald Trump said something silly. So what? It's ridiculous. Now, here's what's ridiculous. I forgot about this. So the CDC put out a press release reminding people not to reuse condoms. What the <laughs> fuck is that? Is, you know, Good, I guess. Well, well, Good okay. for the CDC? The, yeah, so... Know. Why would that be? Why do they need to say that? Okay, so they said Centers for Disease Control Prevention remind us that condoms have expiration. Health officials are reminding people that condoms are not reusable. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention tweeted tweeted on its sexually transmitted disease site that condoms are for single use only. Officials say they needed to tweet the message because people are washing or reusing condoms instead of throwing them away. And and I put this on the VP Live Facebook page and I'm like I'm like my god we, who the fuck does this? And some guy posted this and some guy posted the same guy that cleans out and reuses uh coils. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, he's, he's right. He's the guy that doesn't want to spend a dollar, yeah. <laughs> or you know, fifty cents. I guess if you go to like a truck yeah. stop and get one out of a machine or something. Well, but. Uh, so in all fairness, it, it was also to let people know that condoms have expiration dates. Uh, on top of not reusing them, look at the expiration date. I I don't know. I've just I can't imagine how you'd fucking. <laughs> And then, yeah, because it makes, you know, it makes you wonder because they have they have these warning labels on things and it's probably because at some point there's been a liability issue with right. that warning. And so maybe there's been a rash of reports of people or a rash or a rash of reports of people saying like, hey, I use this condom and this shit got way pregnant yeah. like, or <laughs> I, I got know. a disease or, you know, like, yeah. And they're like, well, did you did you wash it out and use it again or oh. anything? And and maybe they're saying yes. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're getting reports of people doing it. I, but I mean, yeah, really? But, like who? But do you what? feel comfortable that, uh, you know, we, we have to pay taxes every year, you and I do, do you know, the IRS, we got to pay this money to them. And that money apparently is going for this. I mean. Right. Yeah, it's going into <laughs> paying the CDC to say, don't use condoms twice, people. Yeah. I mean, it's that's like, what our money is going for. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's going for. It's unfucking believable. You know, something else happened before I forget. I got to bring this up. Something else happened a couple uh, last week. I did this. I went on. I, I saw a Facebook ad. I went on to this website. I bought three bottles of champagne uh, for my wedding. I bought three bottles of champagne. And they didn't ask me for ID. They didn't ask me for anything. Uh, it's not being shipped with a, an ID or a, a signature required or anything. Now, granted, the, huh. com the company's out of the United States. They're not in the United States. They're in Italy. This company's in Italy. But okay. I went on there and very easily bought three bottles of champagne. And I really don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> well, a, I mean, would there that. be... Would there be some type of ID verification through your payment method, maybe? 
no it, it was like i mean it, like it was a simple okay put it this way i use the same uh uh shopping software that they do and there was no age nothing on there you just went i listen i think it's this i think they're outside of the country and i think they feel like fuck us laws who cares we don't have to follow them we're right. in italy what are they going to do and I'm sure there's other places you can do that. Like I explained before on one of my other shows how easy it is to go here and buy cigars. Um, and these are companies right. here in the United States. Anybody can go on and buy a cigar. They don't ask for ID or anything. You could fucking hmm. – anybody can buy them. But I'm thinking like, wow, alcohol? Like I just bought three bottles of champagne. And then I thought, well, maybe like they do the thing where they you have to sign for it and show ID when the postman shows up. Nope. Right. It's just regular shipping. I'm, I'm like, wow. That's weird. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, crazy. That's the only thing I would think of is that maybe, you know, maybe somehow it's tied to, you know, like whatever account that you're paying it from or something. Maybe the, maybe there's some kind of embedded verification that way. But, um, nothing yeah, I, I don't saw, know. That's interesting. Nothing I saw. It ran right through. It was it was very, very interesting. Um, uh, and, in fact... I don't even remember. I think it was actually, yes, I do. I think it was actually through PayPal payments. <laughs> they used huh. PayPal payments. There's no software built into that. But right. it just, but I'm like, wow. I'm like, on one hand, I'm happy because it was easy to get my champagne and, you know, it's none of this bullshit. But then I'm like, well, wow, that's pretty crazy. Like, <laughs> what, if I, what if I was a 12 year old kid? I just got three bottles of champagne. And, and, and speaking of my wedding, I want to say this on the air right now. I, and I'm going to tell you, I don't care if everybody's going to hear this. I grappled with inviting Flitzanu to my wedding. And I'm going to tell you why I didn't. And this is the honest to God truth. I didn't ask Flitzanu to my wedding because, number one, Flitzanu lives about 1,500 miles away from me. So for Flitzanu to come to my wedding, he would, number one, it's on a Friday. It's on the Friday before Labor Day weekend. It's August 31st. So, number one, he'd have to take a day off from work. Possibly two. Right. Number two, we'd have to buy an airline ticket to fly here and fly back, which is not cheap. It's probably expensive. That's hotel, you'd have to get a hotel for a few days while he's here. That's not cheap. That's expensive. Um, when you add all these things up, it's a very expensive trip to make. And you're asking that person to not only make that trip and spend all the money, but take time off work as well. And I yeah. think that that's an asshole thing to do. So that... that <laughs> That is why I, I, uh, I actually, I think I appreciate that more that that way I don't have to, I don't have to come up with, it's nice that I don't have to say those things that you actually understand. Like those are expensive things that, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't make us less friends. It just means that we we have practicality in our brains that we're like, I mean, yeah, that's great. Like, you know, I, I hope it goes amazing and I, I wish you the best, obviously. But yes. yeah, like for and, me to spend like seven hundred dollars to to come hang out with you for about twenty minutes. Yeah, and you know, <laughs> and, and then go back home. And that's I mean, the that's, thing that's, too. That's, you're right. You're essentially spending this money. You're coming to a party, and then after the party, that's it. I mean, it's it's just. It, I know people do this to to do their other friends and family. I'm not going to do that. That's I. I would hate if that was done to me. I would hate to get an invitation from somebody that say lived in California and say, "Hey, man, come to my wedding." It's like really. Now I got to put me in the position of saying no because I'm not going to fucking spend uh, you know a thousand dollars plus to come to come out and hang out with you at a party for about an hour and no I mean that, that right. that's crazy you just you don't do that and I wouldn't do that yeah. I want to flip on at my wedding more than anybody but I'm not going to do that to him 
So, and and the only people I ask, well, yeah, pretty much the only everybody that I ask like live around here. The only person yeah. that I asked that doesn't live around here that be, she has to be there is, is Zophie. Zophie is flying in, but Zophie's fine. She can, she can, she yeah. can afford it. She and, does okay. Yeah, and she does fine. <laughs> Zophie's fine. She's not broke by any means. And, and I wanted her there. It was very important for me to be here there. She's like one of my best friends. And, and she, you know, yeah. but but that's it. I mean, nobody else. Everybody is within driving distance to, uh, to, to, to come to the wedding. So just so you know, that's why. And I'm glad you understand that. You get it. Some people yes. wouldn't get that, but yeah. you get it. Thank God. I mean, because, you know, yeah, and, and I don't I don't think we're any less friends, no. you know, than, than others or any, you know, but I mean, it, and it's true. Like, you know, we don't we don't talk every day. We don't. It's, you know, <laughs> we I, I think we could. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that I think we have a friendship that we could talk every day. It's funny because I I like to think of you like I see. It's funny. I see you and talk to you about as much as I talk to my friends that live in the same state that right. like my close friends. I see them like once a year and people that I've grown up with, you know, that, that are my close best friends that we see each other like once a year and we talk maybe twice a year and, but we live 10 minutes away from each other, I, you know, right. and it's like, but we, we pick up at, at the same place that we left off. You know, right. it's not like time doesn't change that amount of friendship or doesn't change the interactions or any of that stuff. No, and, so, and I mean, everybody's busy. We have lives, you know, I have I have my friends coming that I grew up with to my wedding. I've talked to them maybe once every couple of years, if that. I, I hardly even my best man. I probably talked to once in the past two years. I mean, you know, yeah. I, but I grew up with them. I mean, and in our twenties, we were inseparable. I mean, we fucking we went to bars together, clubs together. We did all kinds of crazy shit together. I mean, you know, when we were single and and nuts and and you know they, they're my friends. But yeah, I talk to you and other people way more than I talk to them. Right. <laughs> you know, it's it's and uh, and it's it's it is what it is. I mean, we're just all older. And we have busier lives, but that doesn't make them any more. Flitzano's not any more or less of friends. Flitzano, I, I, I think is a very, I, I love Flitzano. I've known him for years. He's a great guy. Um, I would love Flitzano is one of the few people I could say, OK, I'll go. I, I can hang out with him. I can hang out with Flitzano. Right. There's no question. And we could have great conversations and have a good time. He's a smart guy. He's fun. He's entertaining to talk to. He's just, you know, he's, he's one of those good guys. Um, there's others that I've met through vaping that, that are the same, that I have that same relationship with. Uh, and because I work in this industry, I guess I just tend to talk to them more maybe than my other friends. I don't know. I don't know what it yeah. is. It's, it's, it's just life. But uh, that's why, that, just, just so you know, and I'm glad you understand. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I totally understand. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and I, so, I mean, I, but I, I do have to say, like, there is, a, there is a wedding I'm going to in California. So oh, just, really? Oh. Uh, yeah, our, our buddy uh, Grim Green. So, oh, he's getting married. Yeah. Oh, he's marrying. Uh, what's her name? Uh, maybe. I, don't, I mean, I guess people know. I don't know. I don't know. Let's, I know we'll, who we'll she keep... is. We don't have to say who she is, but yeah. I know who she I don't, is. I mean, I, oh. I'm guessing. Maybe I, I don't know. I don't want to speak out of turn. I'm guessing yeah. everybody knows that. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> I said that I was like, wait, maybe just, they probably oh, don't. What they do now, but they probably don't because uh, of the exact thing of of then like. Then you have the issue of who do you invite, who do you not invite. Then people are gonna be like, "Oh, why didn't I get invited?" And you know, da da da, um, yeah. you know, and, and shit like that. But I, 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 you've known Nick for a long time, and you're friends with him, so it makes sense that you know, he would invite you to the wedding. I guess I don't know. I personally wouldn't have invited you, but that's just me. 
Right, right. Because I'm not gonna <laughs> now. Now let me ask you this. Now, now this is very good. So let's say Nick didn't invite you. Um, would you have? Would you have been like, wow, why didn't I get invited? Or like, what the fuck? Or, um, see, I guess that's weird. Only because, uh, <clears throat> because of the previous invites. Yes. <laughs> just put it that way. Okay, I got um, it. I got it. You know, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Like there's, and it, I guess it's funny because there's only been, um, you know, and it, it is, it's interesting that, that that's a topic because that's actually been, a, there's only been a couple of vapor weddings, I guess, that I've been to. Like, uh, you know, there's that one, there was uh, Slip and V. Yes. Um, that was the other one. And then, uh, and, you know, Lou and Violet, like whenever, whenever that one happens. Mm-hmm. Um, that that sounded snarky. I didn't mean that to sound snarky, but like, you know, they've talked about that for a while. And so same thing, you know, they're like, you've got to come to the wedding, like that. And I've never been to New York, you know, so that's like a double thing. But other than that, like of all the people I know, you know, I, I really haven't had a lot of invites to, to wedding. So I guess people kind of, maybe they kind of subscribe to that same mentality of like, you know, yeah, it'd be awesome, but that's a lot of money. Like, well, of course they know. do. Of course they do. That's something that they that you know. It's not. There's people that definitely take that into consideration. They don't want to put you in that position. That's a terrible position. Right. You know. I. I you know. I. <laughs> yeah. Because I would. I mean. I. Yeah. It's one of those. Like I said. It'd be great. I would love to. But if, if it were something, if you were like, hey, in six months, we're gonna do this. You know. But when it comes down to when it's like a two months away kind of thing or something like that, you know, where it's you know, cause flights, things like that, like ECC, this is a good example. ECC is not a wedding obviously, but I didn't find out about ECC until like a month ago, a month out from ECC. And, right. uh, cause I, I've been meaning to go back. Like a lot of people go like the fucking vaping Bogan went to ECC this year. Yeah. You flew missed in the from Australia. Yep. Yeah. I didn't get to meet the Bogan. And, um, but I didn't find out until like a month away. And so when I started looking at flights, then they're already ridiculous for me because I'm in a terrible fly zone, you know, like I think if it were, you know, if it were a situation where I was in a different place for like, if I were in Dallas where flights are cheaper, then I think some of that stuff would be a little more feasible, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's like, it's planning. And that was, you know, it was an unfortunate thing. Like with, uh, that's more of a personal thing with a girl from Tennessee that I dated, like Ooh. the money part of it kind of just started becoming a big issue as far as like the travel and right, you know, it's hard to date somebody out of state and, um, and, and events like that. Like if an event were to come up to where it's like, Oh, well you should come to this thing. Then it's like, well, if I choose to do that, then that means I'm not doing anything else for the next six to nine months. And if you're having to fly, so, and if you're having to fly around and do all these things, you're going to be right back in the trailer. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> be right back in that metal box. Yeah. You want to be in that trailer so, yeah, I mean, again? <laughs> it is one of those things that it's like uh, you, and then you know you really have to start picking and choosing. You know, like. Um, which, you know, which get like, cause I, I know that we're good. And like, that's one of those things like for you saying that and then for me to be like, well, shit, well, I mean, I'm, I am going to go to California for one. <laughs> so it, it's, it's not like it would have been out of the question, right? but it would have been like, okay, well I could I could work that out, I guess. Yeah. We'll see what I can do. But, uh, so I mean, it is kind of a thankful thing that not everybody does try to invite you. So 
so the yeah so the big part of me does thank you for not wanting to put me in that position <laughs> absolutely it's a wonderful thing absolutely and wonderful but and, don't and like like we're talking about it's not it's because it's not like we would be hanging out if you were like hey we're gonna have a three-day party and you should come hang out but like a wedding is the worst time to ever try to actually hang out with somebody well, anyway yeah, yeah, and, you because know, Zofie, you're busy Zofi said that uh, last week uh, she's like you're probably not going to like see me, are you? <laughs> right, like, right. You know, I mean, I, I, I'm going to see her through what? No, I mean, that's a, that's really not true. Like, for example, I guess I can't see Jamie the night before. So yeah. Jamie got a hotel room and she's going to go stay at a hotel and I'm going to stay here. So, sure, I'll call up Zofi and whoever else be like, hey, you know, why not? I mean, I'm not doing anything. Uh, they're They're in town. It's just a nice thing to do. Um, yeah. And I do want to see everybody and hang out with them. What's, what, what's nice is the hotel is directly across the street from where the wedding and the reception is taking place. So you can literally just drink whatever the hell you want and just stumble right back to the fucking hotel. Um, right. Yeah. So, but no, I, I, I didn't want to do that. And it's not just you. There's others. There's others as well that I would have loved to have invited. And I didn't because I'm not going to put them in that position. You know, it's just. Yeah. And, and, okay. If I knew somebody. uh uh, let's say I had a friend who was uh, a retired multimillionaire. Okay, I'd ask right. him. He's got money. <laughs> he, you know, whatever. He, he can do it. But yeah. that's not reality. People aren't like that. I mean, that's... Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you understand. But, oh, yes. Uh, totally. Vapors. Okay, vapors are mad. Oh, yeah, this is so stupid. Vapors are mad. I forgot what it was. These, vape, these vapors were all pissed off. <laughs> That a, a mech, there was a mech mod company, I guess, that they were claiming that they were made in the USA, and then everybody just found out they were being made in China. <laughs> I remember hearing about that. <laughs> Did um, you see that? There was, oh and I, I don't, it, so, okay, so obviously I don't want to, I don't want to pimp another show while, you know, while on yours, but you need to watch the guys in the UK. The, like, the guys that I went and hung out with whenever I went to Vape Fest, yes. um, that they do a show on YouTube. They do the Ideal Ohm show on Thursdays. So and it's called the Ideal Ohm show. Yes. Okay. It's Thursdays. Um, it's around, it's, so it'd be like 4 p.m. for you. Nine o'clock their time. Yes. Okay. Um, and it's really interesting because uh, they, because they're not in the U.S. Like, I think that's the more interesting part of it is that they, seeing the reflection of, of, American culture viewed by someone else because this was a big topic for them. Like back when it was happening, they're talking about that, you know, it's like what, cause they, you know, and I, I don't want to speak for them, but like the, the way they were kind of talking about it is that they don't really have that, that type of patriotism toward their own products. You know, it's like, yeah, it's great. Like I'm going to use something that works. Like I'm not going to lose my mind about it being made in England, you know, like they'll support people there, but it's like the way that Americans view that is like, Oh, it's fucking made in America. It's not really like that for right. them. And so part of it, it's, it's funny because part of the time, like they don't fully understand why we are the way we are. Um, but yeah, like they brought that up and it's like, there's, a, there's also a big difference in made in America or assembled in America. And, you know, it's like, there's, I guess it's like 99% of the, the items that we get for vaping that are supposedly made in America are not made in America. Right. <laughs> like there's nothing that yeah, maybe there's one or two things that are a hundred percent made in America, but 
yeah, it's like the majority of it is definitely not made in America. No, absolutely not. And, it, and it's ridiculous that they're even getting upset about that. It's just so it's so fucking foolish. Uh, I gotta I gotta uh, I gotta talk about this real quick. I, I can't forget about this. This is crazy. E-liquid companies. Listen to what I'm about to tell you. You got you gotta listen to me. You know the the e-liquid industry is a is a fucking bizarre industry. It really is. So yeah, you know, I was told. In the beginning, if I want to make it in the e-liquid industry, I have to, I have to run around and go to as many stores as I possibly can and get my juice there. I have to devalue my my juice and sell it for next to nothing to scum sucking fucking distros who uh, want to get my juice for next to nothing and get rich off it. And I have to sell for next to nothing to wholesalers. I'm going to have to give away thousands and thousands of bottles because if I don't give away thousands of bottles, no one. No one's gonna want my juice, and 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 uh, you know it, it's just ridiculous. Their 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 theory is is very simple. You sell as much e-liquid as you can to as many stores, distros, and wholesalers as you can, and sell it for next to nothing. So you're gonna have to sell a lot of it. Cause if you want to make any money, you're gonna you know you're only gonna make if you're lucky, you'll make a buck a bottle, man. So fucking sell a shit ton of it. And, uh, you know, try to get as everywhere as you can. If you sell for really dirt cheap, you'll get people to buy it and, and then, you know, hope that these stores carry it and blah, blah, blah. It's all bullshit. And let me tell you why it's bullshit. It's bullshit because, number one, the way the e-liquid industry is set up today is very simple. You have your national retail e-liquids, the national brands. We have national yeah. brands now. We have Naked. We have Candy King. We have Keep It 100. We have Cosmic Fog. We have brands that are national brands that the vape shops, the smoke shops, the convenience stores, the vape slash smoke shops, all this shit, they're all going to carry those brands. It's that simple. They're locked in. I have national brand status. Everybody else, me included, everybody else, you'll be, if you, you can get into a shop, if you got good juice, you can get into a shop. They're going to carry you for a little bit. If you're lucky, they'll reorder again. If you're lucky, they'll do another reorder. Then that's it. They're done. Right. They're going to rotate you. You're not going to have any staying power. They're going to keep you for a few weeks, maybe a few months if you're lucky, and then they're just going to erase you. And then they may have those three or four customers that want you no matter what. And they'll order five bottles from you a month for those for those four customers. They're they're gonna get down to five bottles a month, and that's it if you're lucky. And most of them won't even do that. So what you're doing is you're constantly chasing stores. You're ch- constantly trying to convince them to carry your juice. They're gonna carry it for a few months, and they're not gonna give a fuck. And they're never gonna carry it again. Then you're convincing distros to buy it, convincing wholesalers to buy it, convincing them to get out to their customers. And you can never stop. You're constantly running and running and trying to get new stores, new stores, new stores. Then the stores that haven't carried it in a year, you're going back. Oh, it's been a year. Why don't you try it again? Blah, blah, blah. You're doing this constant running around, selling your juice for next to nothing, trying to get it out. It's fucking stupid. It's absolutely (laughs) dumb. It's so dumb. So a very smart woman told me to do what I'm doing now. She's the only one that worked in the vaping and e-liquid industry with a brain that told me what I'm doing now is what I should have done in the first place. Genius woman. I should have listened to her. Listen to all these idiots. Listen to her. It's very simple. The Number one, the best thing to do is sell direct to consumer. Me, being the e-liquid company, sell it right to the person that wants to purchase it and vape it. 
You want to know why? Because number one, that's where you're going to make the most money. Okay? Yeah. I'm the store. Now, I'm the store they're buying it from. They're not going to a store and buying it, and there's all these middlemen in between sucking all the money and taking all the money. I'm making all the money because yeah. I'm the guy. I'm the company. I'm selling it. It's called direct-to-consumer. You want to sell direct-to-consumer. Okay? By doing that, you make the maximum amount of money per bottle. You don't have to sell nearly as many bottles as you would have to the other way. And you're building a customer base who likes your juice, and they end up ordering again and again and again and again. Direct-to-consumer. It's the smartest way to do it. There was a guy on Shark Tank a few weeks ago who had this booming online business, and he says to all the sharks, I want to get into stores, so I need your help. Mark Cuban, being the only one with a brain there, says, why? You just said you had a very lucrative online business. Why don't you take the money you want, dump it into that, and build that up? Why would you want to yeah. be in stores? He goes, well, I just want to get out to stores and everybody get my product. He says, no. He says, then you're having to now you're having to sell your product to wholesalers and distros for next to nothing. And then they're making all the money. If you have a platform right now where you can sell directly to the consumer, make all the money, that's what you build on. You don't build right. on selling it to wholesalers and distros for next to nothing, and then they make all the money. That's stupid. You build on your online platform. He's absolutely correct. But, but that's the e-liquid industry. They, no, you don't do that. You run around, it's, it's so ridiculous. You know, and, and, I, and I think they're stupid like that because I think that they think there's no way that you could possibly build a, a viable online business selling direct-to-consumer because there's just so many out there, there's just no way. That's not true. Right. Absolutely not true. I did it. Absolutely not true. That is not true. You can do it. If I did it, anybody can do it. You can do it. Use your yeah. brain. You know, and, and, and there's ways to do it. There's ways to SEO. There's ways. There's certain. Uh, you have to understand. There's certain websites out there in our community, for example, that get a lot of hits that have been around for many, many years. You advertise. You these YouTubers. You can go to these YouTubers. You're gonna have to pay them, but you know what? They'll get you hits. They'll get traffic. They'll get you traffic to your site. There's many ways. There's forums. There's blogs. There's many ways. And you know what? Good old-fashioned, just using your social media. Every, I post every fucking day, every goddamn yeah. day, and it works. If you post and you get your product out there and people see it, it fucking works. There's ways to do it. So now I've, I've made this wonderful business selling directly. I get to deal with my customers directly. It goes right from me to them. It's a wonderful thing. Why would you idiots tell me, run around to stores and beg them to buy your juice, and then they're going to buy a couple times, and they're going to tell you to fuck off. And then you're con I see a guy, this guy, uh, Kyle. I can't think of his last name. Wonderful guy. This guy's been running around for three years now. It's all he does. He drives around the country going to store after store after store after store after store. It's never going to end, Kyle. You're never going to sit back and go, okay, I'm done. I've done. It's never going to end. You're going to be running around to stores for the rest of your fucking life. It never ends because that's and, – and not only that, stores now – are closing three stores flits on you in Connecticut here in the past three months, three stores have already closed and there's going to oh, be wow. more. And these were three stores that have been around for a very, very long time. These smoke and vape shops are coming in and they're killing them. They're killing them. They're all over the place here. They're called vape and smoke. They're opening them up everywhere and they sell cigarettes. They sell bongs. They sell cigars. They sell vape stuff. They sell all kinds of shit. So by doing that, they don't have to put up a huge markup on there. You can get a bottle of, of naked here, a sixty mil bottle for thirteen bucks. Or you can go to oh, a vape wow. shop. Yeah. Or you can go to a vape shop and spend twenty five. 
That's why they're yeah. dying. You know, they're dying because they've got all the hot juices there. And, uh, you know, they sell them for next to nothing because that's not their sole profit. You know, they have other things they profit off of, cigarettes and, you know, drinks and whatever else they sell there. They, it's not, it's, so they can, they can price it like that. Yeah. And it's killing. It's killing vape shops. It's absolutely killing them. I don't know how much longer the dedicated vape shop is going to last. I give it that you'll have some that will last. Like, for example, there's a store here called Draco. Their house juice is, uh, um, oh, what's it called? It's been around for years. It's like a really popular juice. Uh, Draco's. It's like the fucking snow cones. It's like the uh, slush. It's called slush. Their juice is called slush. Been around forever. Um, they'll survive because they have juice money. You know, they'll be okay. Uh, but most of them don't have that, and they'll just die by the way. The, the, the dedicated vape shop is dying. Yeah. It's dying. So if you're an e-liquid company, you're depending on these shops, you're an idiot. You got to listen to what I'm saying because you all give me bad advice. I'm going to give you good advice. Direct to consumer. Sell direct from yourself right to the customer. That's what you want to do. Not what you guys are doing. That's even if it's been working for you, it's not going to last much longer. It's it's just not because vape shops are, are are dying by the wayside. And I know a lot of you guys are going outside of the United States and focusing focusing on that, which is fine. But dummy, sell direct to consumer, right? I mean, Flitzano, it's crazy to me they they gave me this advice. And and the other thing too, so you understand, so everybody understands. The the e-liquid industry is too busy insulting and putting down Candy King and fuck Candy King and fuck Drip more and they've ruined the industry and blah, 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 and this and that. I'm going to tell all you juice guys out there, because I know you listen to me. You're listening to me. (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now. You're idiots. Listen to what they're saying. I'm going to tell you something. If you have food on your label or on your box, any pictures of food at all, not going to be allowed. Not going to be allowed. You're an idiot. It's not going to be allowed. And I'll tell you why it's not going to be allowed. Here's one telling tale of many that reasons I know why it's not going to be allowed. You're so busy hating on Candy King and Dripmore, you should be paying attention to them. They put up a post. When was this? This was back in June. Back in June. Now, we all know that the FDA was going after Candy King. They made it, they made it public. We're yeah. going after them. They're showing their product. We're coming for you, Candy King. And they did. They went after Candy King. Here's what they told them. Listen closely, because you're all so busy hating on Candy King and Dripmore. You should fucking listen to what they're saying. Here's what they said. After speaking with the FDA, because they spoke with the FDA, addressed was the advertising and depiction of e-liquid next to food products. As this type of advertising is accessible to multiple age groups, as we all know, people of all ages have the ability to access any company's e-juice social media profile page on Instagram. Therefore, you could be deemed as marketing to children. Your company will be at risk if you do not delete these types of photos. Drip more. Instagram has deleted all questionable photos containing food products from our profile. So what the FDA said to them is, you having pictures of food is what's attracting children. No that's food. Interesting. That, yeah, right? No food. So that's why Candy King, if you look at their new marketing, their new labeling, it's pretty much the same what they had before. There's just no pictures of food. No food. Hmm. They can't have food anymore. They're telling you, you fucking morons. The FDA said no more food. And everyone's yeah. putting food on their products. So instead of insulting them, those idiots, you should see what's going on with them because they actually talked to the FDA. 
And the FDA, right. that's interesting. Out of everything they got from them, it was food. You can't have food, pictures of food in your product. The food's attracting children. Okay, then there's no food. There's just no, what? We're an e-liquid, and you know what? We have a highly addictive drug in our, in our juice. It's nicotine. We have nicotine in there. There's no right. fucking way they're going to allow you to put pictures of food on a product that has nicotine in it. I, yeah, that, I, has a, that essentially is a poison. Yeah, yeah. not going to fucking happen. And I see all these because we're having to rebrand now. So you understand um, we have to have all FDA compliant labels now, which I do and, and a lot of companies do. They have, they, they have the compliant labels. And uh, August 10th is the date that we have. So, for example, my co-packer can print all my old labels up to August 10th. Then after August 10th, he has to use all my new ones. So all my old labels that I bought are useless now. So oh, they have to use, Yeah, they have to use the new compliant ones. So, you know, we, we, we have all these, you know, companies are, are, are working on becoming compliant. And I see all these companies coming up with their new label designs, and they have pictures of food. And I'm like, what are you fucking, <laughs> I can't believe it. You know, that's crazy. I, I can't believe that, that they don't get that, that they don't understand that, that. And I see a lot of companies doing it. They have pictures of cakes and cannolis and fucking uh, cookies and candy, and you can't do that. They're not going to allow it. So if so. What is the if it's something that you wanted to to disclose? What is the what what was the main thing that you had to change for your label? Because I mean, yours are clean and you know, like they don't have anything uh, damning on your labels. Right. So is it is it minor like cosmetic stuff or well, is it like what, wording or? What I had to do is I had to put a uh, warning, a nicotine warning label. They had to take up thirty percent of the label. I had to put that on the front and the back. So it's on the front and the okay. back. I had to redo the California prop warning to be a certain oh, okay. size font. Now, what's interesting is a lot of e-liquid companies chose not to do that because it takes up so much space. And their attitude is, well, then just fuck California. We won't sell to California. Right. That's fucking <laughs> stupid. I, I, I can't believe they're saying that. But, oh, fine. A lot of them are. But whatever. I, I So I did the the, Cal, the California prop. Um it has to say uh, made for sale only in the USA um, or uh, something to the effect of for sale only in the USA, um, which that has to be a certain size font. Um, right. And like a few other minor things and, 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 and that's it. But, yeah, there were certain warnings and things that had to be put on the bottle that the FDA requires. And... Um, you know, you got to do it if, if, if you want to stay in business. I'm sure there's companies that aren't going to do it, and they'll still stay in business because, honestly, I don't think uh, – but good luck trying to get a store to carry your juice because they're not going to carry them without those labels. You know, that's right. just not going to happen. They, they're they going to want those. I had one yesterday. I have a store here in Connecticut. They, they want to reorder. They said, I want the new FDA-compliant labels, even though they don't have to. Now, any labels that were created – any bottles that were created prior to the 10th, they could still have on their shelves as long as they were just manufactured before August 10th. That's all. I mean, you could have a juice that was made in July and have it on your store shelf forever. You know, it, it's it's not it's you're fine, but stores don't understand that. They they do get they get nervous and it's a whole thing. But so anyway, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, so it's because it's not. Yeah, it it doesn't mean that they have to pull everything. Because I remember the last, uh, I guess it was a couple of years ago. The last big push was. 
about the bottle type or something. Yes. Like the, a couple of years ago yeah, that, that everybody G- had to pull yeah. all the bottles and redo all the bottles or something. Well, it, it still is. You have to have GCC compliant bottles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I remember a lot of people had to pull product because of that. But this yes. one, so you don't even have to pull product. It can still be on the shelf just after the date. It right. has to be the new yes. label. Correct. Okay. That is correct. So yes. Speaking of, you know, I mean, today's a big day. Yes, I, today, I haven't really to, seen anybody talking about it. Yeah, today's today day. today is a big day. It's the eighth, right? Today's August eighth. Yes. Yeah. Today, a, today is the end of the it's end of the end of the line, man. Yep. It's the, it's, it's the <laughs> it's end of it. It's all over. It's all over. It's done. Vaping is over. E liquid's going to disappear, and vaping's going to be like it never existed. You know, it's crazy. They had uh, um, the tobacco, the children tobacco, whoever the fuck they are, the uh, the children's tobacco. Uh, uh, I can't think of their fucking name. They came out the other day and they put out a whole uh, press release about these companies selling these uh, pods, these pod systems, and they're right. on the market illegally, and they've got to be taken. You know, someone said, uh, "Keep on believing the ants aren't watching us." They absolutely are. Um, the interesting thing is um, they come up with some like what's interesting about the antis is when they put out like advertising or like things that I guess we're doing bad. They come up with shit that I've never seen before. So, for example, the other day they put out like an example of all these pod systems that are on the market illegally. And they put up a uh, one of the examples was a video by this guy called A.V. Andy. Who the fuck is A.V. Andy? Right. So, so yeah. I look him up. He actually has tons of fucking views. I'm like, I've never <laughs> heard of this guy. Like, how have I not heard of him? And he's got all these fucking views. He's been doing reviews for a while. Never <laughs> heard of him. I mean, they, they find the craziest shit like I've never heard of. And it's like, holy shit, where'd that come from? But they yeah. put out all these examples, uh, social media posts where, you know, companies were saying new, new to the market. Um, they're going after pod systems and salts. And they're going after him hard, and hmm. you know it, it, it's it, it's going to be interesting. But uh, yeah, today today's the end. It's <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's all over. Vaping's been all over for like five years now, at least five or six years. I mean, every year we're told it's all over. I mean, it's yeah, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. I mean, I've I've seen a few people posting about. Um, uh, you know, like mentioning new products and this and that, like, you know, which it, it, a lot of people have talked about for the last couple of years that, you know, they've had new products coming out since August 8th of 2016 and this and that. And I saw a few more like over the past couple of days with, you know, since today, since this date was approaching that I knew a lot of a lot of people had been talking about it, but I didn't really see a whole lot. I haven't I mean, I haven't really looked today, but I, I kind of expected to see a little bit, you know, like I expected to see some buzz about it, but I don't think I've really seen much. No, there's nothing. Absolutely nothing. And and I, I got I, I have other stuff I'm going to talk about. I'm going to do another show, another show for another time, because I have to stop this show and, 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 and get shit done. But there's one thing I got to bring up I because I, I have Flitzanu on and I saw yes. this. OK, now now this is crazy. So. um. <laughs> Is this about the senator that was no. looking at Bigfoot porn? No, this is about okay. this is about uh, Nash uh, NBE. So NBE is putting on an event in Virginia in a couple of weeks. It's actually the weekend oh, before yeah, my yeah. wedding. Yeah. Yes, I want to say this right now. 
Michael Wittenberg is the guy that puts on NVE. Very okay. nice guy, wonderful guy, puts on a phenomenal event. He puts on, now all you e-liquid guys, all the super sweet guys, all you fuckers out there that think you own the industry, listen to this, motherfuckers. This is what I have to say, because this is your fault. So, Michael Wittenberg, great guy, puts on a wonderful event, okay? Doesn't really, uh, his vaping knowledge really isn't a whole lot, but whatever. That's not his specialty. That's not why he got into this. He got into this because he's a master at putting on conventions, and those NVE events are wonderful. He puts on a great fucking event. It's a great time. He's got a whole staff that I don't know what this, but he puts on wonderful events. He's a great guy. He, you want a convention done, he's the fucking man. But at the end of the day, he counts on you guys out there in the industry to help him understand things regarding vaping and what might be good or what might be bad. You know, for example, one e-liquid owner last year convinced him not to have models anymore. There should be no more vape models because we're trying to show uh, the uh, uh, United States and, and our government that we're serious and we're doing this to keep people off cigarettes and having these half-naked girls here looks bad and we're trying to set a good example and, and showing that we're trying to save lives and get people off cigarettes and you can't do that by having half naked women walking around and so okay says i won't have him at the you know he doesn't hire these vape models anymore you know they were giving him all these things to do that he shouldn't be doing with his events to try to show everybody that we're serious and we're about getting people off cigarettes and hopefully the governments and people in general start taking us seriously because let's right. be honest that samantha bp she did making fun of a of, of, of a vape event was just flat out fucking embarrassing Oh, yeah. So, I never watched that. Yeah. I remember oh, that happening, but I never you watched gotta watch it. You got to watch it. It's so bad. So, anyway, coming up to now. So, I see they make an announcement last week, and you're the perfect person to talk to about this. So, they make an <laughs> yeah, announcement last week. So, last week they announced that Gwar is, <laughs> is going to be <laughs> attending NVE. So, those of you that don't know who Gwar is, if you're living under a rock, Gwar has been around forever. Gwar is a. Heavy, I call them a heavy metal band. Yeah, heavy metal is yes. good, accurate, good. Yeah, they 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 dress up in costumes so they look like uh, like they're giant marauding space aliens. Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay. barbarian like yes. giant barbarian space and, aliens. And and, yeah. and and they're dressed up in these costumes and uh, you know they go out and they play this music. Now I'm seeing this and I'm saying to myself. Where are Michael's vape industry friends? Why haven't they come to him and commented on this? I think it's horrific that Gwar is going to be at a vape event. You want to talk about showing it. Okay, answer this for me, Flitzano, and let's be honest. Okay. When did you first start liking Gwar? Um, I was about 14, probably. Yes. 13, yes. 14. Yes, right. Now, so yeah, so I was younger. I mean, the yeah, the appeal was, you know, they're they're loud and they're big, crazy, weird costumes, yes. and you know, it's definitely not. It's it's funny though because it's not a it's not a child appealing content that they put out, but I think it's definitely uh, would be a draw for teenagers. Absolutely. Now, and I yeah. was going to say this. I understand for all you adults that are listening to this going, oh, my God, what are you? Fuck. L- let me explain something to you. Really, and be honest with yourselves. All of you, most of you, I'll say most, I won't even say all, most of you 
first started liking Gwar when you were a teenager. You saw him when you were probably 12, 13, 14 years old. Thought, man, that kicks ass. They're playing metal music. They got the costumes. That's fucking awesome. And now being adults many years later in your 30s or possibly your 40s, you look back and go, yeah, it's gore, man. That's cool. Of course, you still think they're cool. You had this, you know, when I, I had an infatuation with Kiss. I started, I went to a Kiss concert when I was five years old. Five years old, right. went to go see Kiss live. For years, I followed Kiss, Kiss, everything, Kiss, Kiss, Kiss. I still think Kiss is cool. I don't think Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley are cool, some of the bullshit they do. But right. it brings me, you know, I still love from when I was a kid. I could still listen to Kiss. I love Kiss songs. Kiss was something that got me in when I was a kid, and I still have a place in my heart for Kiss today. If someone told me i go see Kiss Live tomorrow, all for original members, I'd be there. I mean, yeah. it's fucking Kiss, you know? I So I get it. I get it. But at the end of the day, we are doing everything to try to convince everybody, not just our government, everybody, that we're not attracting children, nor are we trying to attract children. Do you really think it's a good idea that we have fucking gore <laughs> at a vape event and we're at, and there's going to be billboards, you know, advertising this? You think that's really smart? I don't think that's a good idea. I think that's a really bad idea. I think if we're trying to prove to people we're not attracting children, having gore there. Now, just so you understand why gore is there. Gore is there because they have an e-liquid line. So I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, up. there's. I, was, I yeah. will say there's. There's really. I'm. I'm going to say there's two reasons that they have any liquid line. Yes. And the the second thing is that they are from Richmond, so they're. Uh, I mean, the band started in Richmond, right. so there many of them live in Richmond, and uh, and they also have the Guar Bar in Richmond. Yes. Um, which we went to a couple of years ago at the last VaporCon. Um, yes. So their their home base is in Richmond. So. So that part made sense that, you know, number one, they have the line and number two, that's their home city. And so, you know, they're just they're driving from down the road. I get to it. come to the event. I get So it. that part. Yeah, and I get that. I, but yeah, I, I mean, it's like, would you have kiss in full makeup at a vape event? No. Would, and, no. would you have Marilyn Manson <clears throat> in full costume at a vape event? And, and, or? And, and I and I also understand. And I get it that. The industry is going after eight, pretty much eighteen or thirty year olds, and I and yeah. I know there's an appeal. Where you go, oh man, that's gore. I, I I get it. I get I I get. Nobody is trying to attract children by having gore there. They're not. I understand that you have a lot of vapors that yeah, it's gore, man. That's cool. They're in there. I get it. But I'm sorry, it looks fucking terrible. It looks bad. It looks really bad. You're trying to say we're not attracting children, but we got fucking guys dressed up in costumes. We got gore. If I, I it just, I'm sorry, it's bad. So I was going through their juice, if anybody's interested, because I'll give Gore a plug with their juice. So they have something called Antarctic Ice. Is that it? Yes, Antarctic Ice. That's their backstories. They're from Antarctica. Yep. Not from Richmond. They're from Antarctica. And and Platano's here to help us understand all these names. This is great. They have Immortal Corruptor. That's one of their flavors. That's, yeah, that's the name of a song, yep. Immortal Corruptor. Yeah. They ha- I don't know what the flavor is, but it's a Immortal Corruptor. They have Key Slime Pie. <laughs> key, key, key Slime Pie. Yes. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> that a key Lime Pie and Key Slime Pie. That, I, that's pretty good. No, that's it, pretty good. It goes that's on. a good name. They have Bloodbath. I'm not sure what that is, but Bloodbath. just general... Bloodbath thing, maybe. Yeah. They have, they have, help me understand this one. They have German chocolate beefcake. 
What is German chocolate beefcake? Yes. There is. Well, so there's one of the characters is uh, the bass player is Beefcake the Mighty. Um, oh, okay. So, that's... so maybe they just snuck the name Beefcake into it because German chocolate beefcake. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's a play on words like, uh, you know, a, a like a beefcake looking dude. Right. Like a German chocolate beefcake. Right. I, I don't know. That's. So that's a play on words. There, Listen, I guess, it gets somewhere. better. It gets better. So they next one they have is Gwar Y four. Get it? Gwar Y four. Yes. So they they have Gwar Y four. They <laughs> this is my favorite one. They they have they have <laughs> I can't even say it. They have Gizmo Gizmoglobin. G- yeah, Jismoglobin. <laughs> Jismoglobin. That was so that one. That's a fun story. There is a. They did a a, a short film called uh, the. Uh, it was called no. It's just called Skullhead Face. Uh-huh. Skullhead Face. Because there's a song titled "The Insidious Soliloquy of Doc of Mister Doctor Skullhead Face," and in that movie, uh, which. Surprisingly, uh, Sebastian Bach from Skid Row had a bit part in that movie. Uh-huh. Um, they would, uh, and it was uh, Jello Biafra from the Dead Kennedys was the head of this evil conglomerate company that was turning people that were individuals into cogs, you know, like businessmen, cogs of the machine kind of thing. So they would put them in this machine called the homogenizer to homogenize everyone into the same person. And when they put them through the homogenizer, they would extract jismoglobin, <laughs> which I'm guessing maybe is like a a bit, you know, it's a bit of jism and hemoglobin. Maybe it's a little bit of blood and semen, I guess. <laughs> so they so they extract the jismoglobin from them. And then that's like their secret weapon is the jismoglobin. Interesting. Yeah, so they have they have Gizmoglobin, and then they have one called Spew. Uh, yeah, just probably just general <laughs> sputum. Yeah, spew. Spew. Spew is a melon flavor with hints of mixed fruits and berries. <laughs> <laughs> now, are these all? Are they still Mount Baker? Is that who's still making? That, yeah, them? yeah, Mount, yeah, Mount Baker. Yep, I'm looking at it, Mount Baker. And uh, Spew has quite a few good reviews. Tastes like watermelon pop rocks, this guy said. Hands down, my absolute favorite. Uh, this guy said, I figured I would give this a try. Wanted to expand my palate since I am more of a custard vapor. I let it steep for two weeks and I enjoyed it. It is not an all-day vape, but it's a subtle melon flavor. Hmm. Best gore juice, this guy said. Yeah, so they have a juice line. And... Uh, they're gonna be. They're gonna be in Vape Northeast. It's, I think it, it's a. I mean, it is like when you say that it's. It's a weird place for them to be. Like, I mean, I. I definitely get your point. Like, I can't say that I'm 100 percent against it or for it. Like, I because I like that idea, but I really, I picture them. You know, okay. Um, I can't remember. Did you ever go to ECC ever? Like yes. any of the ECC shows? Yes. So, um, so something like that, you know, cause like ECC, the, the first and only time I went like in 14, 15, whatever it was, um, there was like a, a bonsai, I think it was bonsai line, like bonsai juice. Um, they had a new flavor called sweep the leg 
and they had the guy, the Cobra Kai instructor. Yes. From Karate Kid. I remember Kid. that. I remember that. Yes. Yes. Like that guy was there. Yeah. And, you know, like the ECC is it's, you know, it's the big show. Like that's the one, you know, and <clears throat> there are a lot of celebrities there. I mean, it's in California. There's a lot of actors. There's a lot of celebrities. There's a lot of hype, you know, so I would see Guar being at a, at a show like that. Um, but I don't, you know, like I don't, I don't have any experience with one of the NVE shows though. So I don't know if I just wonder, is it going to stand out? You know, cause like at ECC, nothing stands out. You know what I mean? Like everything right. is, it's very over the top and everything is just crazy. And there's just all kinds of crazy nonsense going on everywhere. So it's not like one thing is going to out, you know, stand out against something else. But I, I feel like at a show like this, like it's probably going to be a little smaller, a little low key to where it's like, oh, there's a big show going on and there's fucking guar in the corner. <laughs> so it, it, it does seem like it's going to stand out. And it I mean, and, and it could be like it could be a turnoff for some people, you know, like adults could be like, who the fuck is that? Why are they there? Like, well, yeah, what's with the costume? Their, their, their whole theory of we're here to get people off cigarettes, you know, exactly right. If my mother was a smoker and she wanted to get off cigarettes and she decided to go to NBE to check it out and she walks in and there's these fucking guys with these fucking costumes on, these she'd be like, I'm out. What, what, what is this? Uh, uh, a fucking high school? What is this? <laughs> you know, right, right. What do you got? A high school event going on here? You got guys in costumes. It, it, I mean, it's just crazy. I, I, and, and uh, I, I understand. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I get it. I get that there's people that like war because it was something that was cool when they were a kid and they still love them now. I get it. It's just I have nothing against war. I just think it's insane that we're having them at a vape event. You know, Jewel came out not too long ago, a couple of weeks or maybe a month ago they did this. They came out not too long ago and they said during an interview that they're not part of the vaping industry. And everybody right. went crazy. They're like, whoa, what the fuck are you talking? What do you mean not part of the vaping industry? Here's what they're saying without, you know, elaborating on what they meant. And I already know what they meant. There's a lot of things that happen in the vaping industry that are pretty fucking embarrassing. Uh, the marketing that goes on, the, the, the juices we have out there, the, the marketing that goes behind these e-liquids, you know, the, 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 the cloud chasing and the cloud tricks. and the, There's this whole culture that was created. It started on the West Coast. Everybody jumped on it. It's embarrassing. It's fucking embarrassing. And Jewel is just trying to tell everybody, we're not a part of that. We see that shit right. that goes on, and we're not a part of that. You know, we're really about getting people off cigarettes, which I, I don't believe for a second. You know, at the end of the day, if Jewel really was about getting people off cigarettes from the jump, from the get-go, they would have had 50 mil, 40 mil, 30 mil, 20 mil, and worked down to nothing. Yeah, that's or, well, that or they would have had cheaper products. Yes, I, feel um, like. you know, the I fact, mean, you know, great for them that they're billionaires or whatever it is now. But, um, you know, like kudos for everybody making money. Like that's that's you know what business is about. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah, I mean, there is there is that line of like you have a, a rather. I mean, it's not expensive. I think it's it, what would what would the term be? Like it's long term expensive. It's not. You know, the initial cost of it's not so much, but it's, you know, over the over the course of time, like having to spend like 20 bucks 
for whatever it is for like four pods that are going to last you, you know, two days. Like it's a big expense. Um, and which again is why that blows my mind that it's is as popular as it is, especially in the news, as they say, it's popular with, you know, all the teenagers, um, where the fuck are they getting the money? Like, yeah, well, and, and it's shit's po- expensive. And, and mind you, it's popular with all the teenagers because it gets them fucked up. They, they, yeah. they get buzzes, uh, fuck off the things. And, 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 you know, people that are trying, you know, I understand it. Yes. It's getting people off cigarettes, but a lot of people that get off cigarettes. And I know this from being in a vape shop for three years, they want to get off nicotine too. Um, right. I haven't used nicotine in a couple of years, probably what, two, three years now. I mean, I just, I, I still vape. I don't use nicotine. No need for it. Um, so there are those people and there's just no option for that. And, and really financially at the end of the day, they want you to keep on coming back and buying pot after pot. They're make, you know, I see how, how they're saying, well, they're trying to make lifelong customers. They're trying to just take over what big tobacco did and blah, blah, blah. And and, this whole craziness. But what Jewel was saying in that is they don't want to be a part of this. There's this whole online world where there's a lot of embarrassing shit that's out that, that goes on. That's out there. It's embarrassing to, you know, I, let's say that. Um, somebody goes to this NVE and they see Gwar there and they've got on, they're like, what the fuck? And then they cut, let's say that there's going to be one of my fiance's family members. Then they come to my wedding next week and they say, oh, you know, Kevin, what do you, I haven't met a lot of them. What do you do? Oh, I own an e-liquid company. The first thought in his mind is, oh, he's one of those people that, you know, that thing we went to with that, that kid band war and then the monsters and the crazy people and they were blowing these clouds and then i'm so that i'm one of those assholes i'm associated with that that's embarrassing that that's what that's embarrassing to me um yeah and and the other thing too what before i forget we were talking about the labels uh it's not just the food on the labels they're not going to allow gummy berry liquid. Who's ever making gummy berry liquid, please stop. It's just they're not. there's no fucking way. You know, when this guy came out this week and said, prove to me that you need gummy bear e-liquid to get off cigarettes, just get rid of the gummy bear fucking e-liquid. You know, we, you know, I actually Googled to try to find if there was any alcohol at all anywhere that was gummy bear, that a company made a gummy bear flavored alcohol. None. There's none. Uh, huh. You know, they have, can- they have cotton candy. They, they have other kinds. They have cotton yeah. candy. They have uh, uh, certain. No, not one made a gummy bear flavored uh, alcohol. They're staying away from it. Yes. Why? So we need to fucking. And, and how do you when you have a senator, anybody come to you and say, tell me you need gummy bear e-liquid to keep off cigarettes. You're going to sound like an idiot trying to convince them that you do because you don't. <laughs> it's it's absurd. You don't. You know. It, right. Yeah. They're that not, is a very specific flavor. Like, I never really thought about that. But, I mean, gummy bear is is kind of a, you know, it's not the same as, like, raspberry or, no. you know, or chocolate or something. Like, that is a that is a very distinct, particular flavor. It is, and, and listen, I love gummy bears. If I had gummy bears in front of me right now, I'd be eating them. I love gummy bears. <laughs> Adults love gummy bears. There's no question. But you just can't get rid of the stigma of a gummy bear is for a child. And, right. you know, we have this 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 liquid that has that has this nicotine in it, the, the, this this very addictive chemical. And you have gummy bear associated with it, which is associated with children. It's just not going to work. I think honestly, I think they're not even going to allow any, any sort of candies. I think it's going to be uh, straight like you can have drink flavors or maybe certain food flavors without the pictures, of course. But I just think they're going to eliminate candies altogether. I just don't see them allowing 
candies. I mean, because it's just so associated with kids, which is wrong. It's fucked up that it is, but I don't know. And I and uh, I yeah, I mean, I could see that though, because I mean, I think there's enough. There's, I, I think there's enough flavor combination between normal, you know, quote unquote normal flavor that you could just about recreate a candy flavor without associating it with it being candy. You know, like, uh, yeah, I'm trying to, I, I, like Skittles. I mean, Skittles are basically just, you know, fruit flavors. So you could make a sweet fruit flavor that could taste like Skittles, but you don't have to say anything about it being like Skittles. You know, like you could make like a melon berry or a lemon lime or, you know, whatever. And it, it maybe it tastes just like Fruity Pebbles or maybe it just tastes just like Skittles. Maybe it right. tastes like M&M's or Starburst or whatever. But, you know, like I feel like you could recreate those flavors without having to associate it with the candy. Yes, you could. You absolutely could. And do away with. Yeah. And then do away with that whole problem of trying to say it's named after candy stuff. I mean, if just you name it something else. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. But you know, I, I'll have to do another podcast in a few weeks. I've got a much more things I have to talk about, but I, I do have to wrap this up. One more thing before we wrap it up, I just want to say this: this is all over the media. It's been all all over the media for months now. This is for men and women both. Men and women both. I know the media tells you differently, but I'm going to tell you right now: it's not okay to be fat. It's that simple. <laughs> it's not okay. I I, I listen. What? I see. I see this. Like the other day, they had this. Uh, this woman on today's show, uh, she's an overweight woman, and and she's in these uh, magazines, and she's a model, and you know they're saying, well, it's okay, it's okay to be overweight. You can still be sexy and be overweight. It's fine. You know, it's great that you have this magazine cover, and and, and you're a model, and da da da, and it's okay, it's okay. You can be overweight and still be sexy. It's not okay. Go to your fucking <laughs> doctor. Go to your general practitioner. Go to your doctor and and say, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm about 70 pounds overweight. Is that okay? He's going to say, no, it's not okay. There's health complications you can have from being overweight. It's not healthy for you to be overweight. You're taking years off your life if you're overweight. It is not healthy. It's not good for you. It's not good for your heart. It's not good for your, it's not good for anything. It's not right. good or healthy to be overweight. Even though the media is telling you it is, don't listen to them. Use common sense. And this is men. It's not just women. It's men and women both because they really just focus on women. It's men and women both. It is not okay to be overweight. You're taking years off your life and you're harming yourself when you're overweight. And I I don't know. You haven't seen. I see it all over the place with Sonny. You see him now. You see all these, these, these girls now coming out and they're too. 250 pounds and they're saying I'm sexy and look at me and this is good and and they have Instagrams and it's okay to be this weight and and wear a bathing suit and be no it's not it's unhealthy it's unhealthy whatever ha- what what country do we live in it's unhealthy we America have, yes that's the <laughs> we have more f- I'll I'll tell you another thing when I was in the UK that was that was something that was also brought up that I had noticed a difference in uh, in the culture, you know, like in being walking around in the city and stuff like that. I was like, everybody just looks healthier yes. here. Like people look nicer. And one of the people I was with, it's like, that's because people don't weigh 400 pounds like they do in America. Yes. Like we actually eat responsibly and we try to take care of ourselves. Yes. And I was like, oh, well, I mean, that's a very blunt way to put it, but 
you're not wrong. No, they're not wrong. Listen, listen, I was one of those people. I was, I weighed myself. I was 190. I was going to be 200 pounds. I was one pound away from being 200 pounds. I started getting fat. I said, oh, no. And I lost the weight. I lost 35, 40 fucking pounds. I lost the weight. You know what I do now? I eat right. That's all. I can't eat what I used to eat. I can't just eat whatever the fuck I want. I have my three meals a day. I can every once in a while have my cheat meal, which is like pizza or fucking, uh, you know, a burger or a cheeseburger, some fries or something. I eat no more fast food. You know, that's it. You just got to kind of, you know, watch what you eat, eat certain, you know, you can do it. You just, it's not that hard to do. It's yeah. It's moderation. I mean, I, I, uh, I mean, because I, you know, and (laughs) because I know people are probably losing their minds because I, I did the same thing. Like there was a point, uh, eight years ago that, you know, cause I'm, a, I mean, people that know me, people that have met me, they've seen me thin, like before that, like before, I, before I ever came into vaping, um, I had just lost a bunch of weight. Like I had gotten up to uh, 175, 180 yep. and I dropped 40 pounds. And, and even recently I dropped it, uh, like I started gaining it back and I, so I had to drop another 15 pounds and, there you uh, go. So I'm, I'm very thin right now, but my, my body frame, that's what my body frame wants to be. And, uh, but I mean, it is like, I don't exercise. I don't, I don't watch, uh, you know, I don't, I didn't cut out chocolate. I didn't cut out yep. bad foods, junk foods. You nope. just monitor Moderation. what you eat. That's all. And that's all it takes. I, it's over. I mean, it takes, it takes time, I, but I, you just have to have that. Willpower. I, I, I had a few, cho- you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to finish this show. I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to eat pasta and meat sauce. I'll tell you how. I go get this pasta called Carbonata. Carbonata has uh, 70% less carbs than regular pasta. I can't eat regular pasta. The carbs are through the roof. This pasta has way less carbs, way less, like one-third of the carbs that regular pasta has. I can eat it. doesn't affect me at all. doesn't put on any weight on me at all, and it's delicious. tastes just like pasta. Um, You know, and then uh, tomorrow I may go to Smashburger and get a fucking cheeseburger and say, fuck it. But then yeah. the next day, you know, I'll, I'll have a salad. I mean, you, you, you can have those little things, those little treats, just in moderation. That's all. It, 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 I, it, I'm like you. I don't exercise. I never fucking exercise. Right. I just watch what I eat. And you made up a good point, too. Listen to your body. Yeah. I was trying to stay at 160 forever. And my body said, no, I want to be 165. It just said it. I, I just, you know, I never go over that. I stay right there. I, I'm always in that 165 range. My body just said that's where I want to be. So I'm yeah. staying there. It doesn't want to be 160. It doesn't want to be 155. It doesn't want to be 170 either. It wants to be 165. And that's, yeah. so I know that I can stay at 165 and eat the things I like to eat every once in a while and, and be fine. But yes, there's this whole push by the media that it's okay to be overweight. It's, it's, no, it's not. That's absurd. It's not okay to be overweight for your health. Do it for your health. Do it so you can live longer, for Christ's sakes. Unless you don't care and you want to die, and fuck it, I guess. Eat yeah, yourself to you death. definitely will feel better. Yes. I mean, I that was, like, even for me, I mean, 15 pounds doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're my size, <laughs> 15 pounds is a lot. Yeah, and it's a lot. I, just that 15, like, that was that was putting me over the edge. Like, I felt miserable all the time. I, I just felt, you know... I would always have indigestion, feel bad, just feel gross. And oh, yeah. I had once that. I dropped it, my felt indig- better. My, my, when I was eating all those carbs, I used to get heartburn so bad. I thought I was going to die. I mean, it, yeah. it, it was bad. Indigestion, heartburn, that all went away. 
it all went away. Um, I, I, now I monitor my, my carbs. I mean, if I'm going to have carbs, if I'm going to have pizza one night, then I have no carbs all day because I know yeah. I'm going to take my carb intake on those pizzas. And I don't have problems anymore. I don't get heartburn anymore. I don't get the, the indigestion anymore. It's wonderful. I just, you feel better. It, you know, it's just, it's not okay to be fat. That's all I'm trying to say. And <laughs> before I go, watch Who is America. If you've not watched Who is America, have you seen Who is America, Flitzanu? I haven't seen that okay, one, no. Okay, then you have to watch from Sasha Baron Cohen, Who is America. Oh, that thing. Okay, okay. No, yes. I, I haven't seen it, but yeah, I know, oh, I've been God. meaning to see that. Yeah. you got to watch it. It is the greatest thing ever. It is unbelievable what he gets these these people to do. And, you know, fucking stupid uh, uh, Megan, uh, she has that show after today's show. Uh, uh, she was on Fox News. Megan... Uh, uh, I think I've I've heard like he's busted a lot of people. Like, yes, the people don't know who he is yes. or whatever. She, she she did a show about it, and and she was talking about you know how oh how he's what what he's doing is horrible, and and right. and, and he's tricking these people. No, that's crazy. You know, she had a whole panel there, and they're saying, wait a minute. There's one episode where he goes in and he gets this guy to drop his pants. He's running around with his ass hanging out, yelling, uh, fucking nigger, 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 nigger. Oh God! Yeah, it's crazy, right? He's got to. And now he didn't put a gun to his head and make him do that. The fucking right. guy just he, he did it. I mean, come on! If someone told me, Kevin, drop your pants, run around and yell nigger, I'm gonna be like, fuck no, I'm not doing that shit. What are you nuts? Right. I'm not doing that. So that's crazy that 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 he's do. He's not making them do this. These idiots are doing it. That's un- yeah. And, and not only they're doing it in front of a fucking camera, they know they're being recorded. That's right. insane. It's insane. And, and they're calling for this guy in Georgia that did it. They want him to, to quit. They, he, he's a government official, for Christ's sakes. Oh, so like he better for, <laughs> It's crazy what he was doing. Oh, that's just one of the things he was doing. I mean, you got to see. You got to watch this show. He had, uh, he had uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, former vice president of the United States. Uh, when it Is was... It, uh- who was it? The guy that shot the guy in the face was it Dick Cheney? Yes, it was, was Dick Cheney. It was Dick Cheney, and he even brings up uh, the story about or, or that what happened with Dick Cheney shooting the guy in the face. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean he's ta- he gets he brings in a, a a milk carton, an empty milk carton, and he says that this is the waterboard that I use to waterboard my wife when I oh, when I think she's cheating on me. Will you sign it? And he's signing it. And he's even oh saying God. while he's even saying while he's signing it, I, I've never signed a waterboard before. He, that's crazy. That's fucking nuts. He's not making him do that. He could have said, "You know what? You're you're out of your mind. I'm not signing your your milk carton. This is ridiculous." Right. Um, no, he went ahead and did it. I mean, oh my God, it is amazing what he gets some of these people to say and do. It's unfucking believable how 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 that they just do it. I don't know. It's amazing. You gotta watch. You gotta watch it. You gotta watch. It. It's the greatest show ever. It's it's the funniest shit ever. You're gonna laugh your ass off, and uh, yeah, you just gotta watch it. And I gotta wrap this up because it's been over two hours. And Flitzanu has better things to do than than this. <laughs> and I gotta eat dinner because I'm fucking hungry. And uh, it's been a very long day. Flitzanu, I want I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Well, thank I, you for having me, as always. I love having you on. It's great having you on. You're a great guest. Uh, we should talk more often, hopefully after my uh, wedding. Uh, yeah, because your life will be over by yeah, that point. Yeah, so. my life will be over then, so I should have plenty of time. 
Um, Thomas is listening in Germany. Thomas, we love you. Thank you for listening. Thomas has been listening to me for years and years. And this is Thomas. You're one of the reasons why I continue to do this show because there's other Thomases out there that actually like listening to me, which is crazy. I still think that's crazy. It's been what eight fucking years been doing this. I still don't, I think it's nuts, but they do. And I appreciate it. And I love my audience. I love that they listen and uh, tea time, tea time liquid.com, 20% off, use code VP Live, 20 or 25, 25% off, use code VP Live, tea time e-liquid. Flatano, I'm going to send you the citrus mint and I'm going to send you the peach mango because Ooh. I think you're going to like them and uh, you'll give me your I saw that. I, yes. I saw you had two new flavors. Yes, I have nice. two new flavors and you will have them very, very soon. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Flatano, thank you for coming on. I truly appreciate it. We will talk very soon and thank you. No, thank you. Um, yeah, what what is my what's my you're gonna you're gonna plug my show? Oh yes, of course I'm gonna plug your show. Absolutely, <laughs> Flitzanu. No, wait a minute. Flitzanu does a show, but he has two things, right? Let me get this right. Flitzanu yeah. does the the vape TV show on Tuesdays at nine, right? But then yes, you do a Twitch. You have a Twitch channel. That's right. I started doing Twitch. See? So if you are into watching video games and watching my face while playing video games. Then you can do that. Twitch.tv slash Flitzanu. Okay, so hang and, on. Uh, I, I just I'm I, now I'm curious. Now you got me curious. Okay. So it's showing you playing the game because I've seen those. But you also so, have, you have a camera so on your face too. It's basically like yeah. So it's it's pretty much Twitch is kind of like an interactive YouTube that instead of it being a pre-recorded gameplay that if you log into Twitch, like you could log into Twitch.tv right now and yep. watch thousands of different people playing games so you'll see their uh you see their game yes on their screen it's basically you're seeing everything they see on their screen and then a lot of people will also have a uh a side camera to show their face while they're playing the game okay so that way so basically you see my camera like in a video chat you would see you know, me in a tiny box in the bottom of the corner, bottom of the screen. So you get to see my reactions, my face as I'm playing the game live. Interesting. Is that making sense? Yes, that, that makes, makes sense? sense. Do you have um, any, do you have any women that watch this and like say, Hey, you know, uh, <laughs> not, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. I'm, I'm waiting. You're and waiting. Yeah. Okay. Your buddy, Tom, I was actually, I was going to say, I was talking to your buddy Thomas in chat. Um, he was just asking for the link for my Twitch link. Um, but yeah, so I try to stream every day. I didn't today, but and I don't on Tuesdays. But yeah, so like Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, usually. So interesting. It's fun. I mean, it's you know, it, it's interaction. It's kind of it's like this. It's I mean, it's social interaction. And uh, I'd be sitting at my computer anyway, playing games. So it's just another form of social interaction, I guess. With you ever people. think of maybe like taking one night and maybe just going out to a bar and? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could do that. You know, yeah. we're getting old, Kevin. Yeah. We're getting old. No, I know. Listen, I, I get it. I, I would, I would hate to be single right now. I really would. Oh my god! And, and, and you know, it's crazy because you have all this technology now. You know, all these ways and apps and websites and every ways. You know, there's plenty of ways to meet girls. But really, yeah. let's be honest, the best way is just to, if you're out somewhere, whether it's at a bar or at a club or even at the fucking grocery store, you know, anywhere, uh, um, that's just really, I don't know, I just wouldn't want to be single. And, uh, that, would, that, would, yeah. that would suck to be single. So I... I, I it's I, tricky. It's a, it's a it tricky, uh, tricky thing, man. It's, 
you know, especially when you're weird like me, that it's. <laughs> but you know what, though? What, what's what's good about you is because you've got that weird, as you say, thing going on, you get a lot of those weird chicks that are attracted. And a lot of those weird chicks are really hot. That's, that's <laughs> so, true. You know. That's true. I get sometimes I get the best of both worlds because I get to I get to dress like a real boy during the day and then I get to dress like a weird boy at the end of the night. So right. I get to but then, you know, I gotta you gotta keep those straight because then the normal girls are like, Oh, whoa, you're a weird guy, aren't you? So you gotta you gotta find one in the middle. Right. Yeah, you definitely <laughs> gotta find one in the middle. You'll find one though. There's no question. You're gonna find one. That's that's definitely gonna happen. One of these days. One of these days it will. All right, man. So, yes, check out Flitzanu on Vape TV on Tuesdays. Check out his Twitch, uh, twitch.com slash, it's just Flitzanu. Yeah, twitch.tv slash Flitzanu. Yes. Yes, twitch.tv slash, uh, slash Flitzanu. Check him out. Tell him Kevin sent you and see what he's got yeah. going on. And Absolutely. I'll, and I'll drop by there one night, too. Just I, You're not going to know I'm there, though. I'm just going <laughs> to sit in the corner. You're not going to say hi? Like, no. You're not going to pop in and be like hey buddy uh, no i just kind of look in the that corner. then i can call you out and be like kevin oh my god it's kevin and then everybody's gonna be like hi kevin like no, all everybody's gonna be like who the fuck is nice. kevin <laughs> 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 and why is he here <laughs> who the fuck is this guy yeah <laughs> all right well thank you i appreciate you coming on flitzanu uh you're welcome thanks again anytime. Man. yeah and we'll talk to you soon all right take care man have a good night you too man thanks all right awesome that was Flitzanu. That was great. All right, that's it. Show is done. I'm uh, stopping recording. I'm wrapping this up. I will be doing a show again very, very soon. I am out.